For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Perfect, perfect, perfect. What's going on, C3 Panthers podcast? It's your boy, Handicap Jon Snow. I mean, Cody Lashney coming here back for another edition of the Friday free-for-all. You already know this is your show, your opportunity to come on the C3 podcast and tell us what you think about these Panthers, man. What do you think about this Atlanta game? What do you think about all this Deshaun Watson nonsense? Are our coaches worth a damn? That's the whole point of this show is for you to come and tell me. The link to join the stream yard is in the description of the YouTube and the Facebook I'll be posting it periodically in the chat room as well. And ladies and gentlemen, ain't nothing to it but to do it. I am joined by my Friday free-for-all faithful. They've been here for every single one of them, it feels like. Nick Montiero. Nick, what's up, bro? What's going on, man? It is Friday night, the last Friday that I will be up here in Massachusetts, at least for a couple weeks, because I am getting ready to go down and see the Panthers Hopefully not lose to the Patriots, because that would be a disappointing 850-mile trip. But first, we got to chop it up with all the fans, Cody. Yes, we do, man. Yes, we do. This is the Friday free-for-all, your opportunity to come and talk Panthers. Once again, Kevin Boschoven. Kevin, what's up, brother? Not much. Just chilling on a Friday night with you, Jon Snow. Yeah, man. And you can be my Hodor. <laughs> you, can, you, you can hold the door for this. That wasn't for John Snow. That was for the other one. The one everyone. Oh hated. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Right. <laughs> hey, but he was he was, was crippled, he was crippled, so it still matches up. <laughs> <laughs> and then my man Drew up there, and man Drew, what's going on, brother? What's going on, Cody? Nothing much, man. Ready for a good well. I want to say good Friday night free-for-all, but these Panthers aren't giving us much to go on. <laughs> Boy, you can say that again, man. Uh, it, the, the season has started uh, similar to how it normally does. We get some hope, some hope and some dreams and some aspiration to start the season, uh, just to have the dream pulled out and watch us spiral downward and downward into oblivion of NFL hell. Uh Anyway, we're going to talk about all of that tonight, but we're also going to do it with 
My man Brad, Brad, what's going on, brother? Oh, you know, just enjoying the Game of Thrones spoilers, guys. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, welcome to 2009. Spoilers, it ends horribly. (laughs) Yeah. I know. uh, That's that's actually the only season I haven't watched so far, (laughs) and I'm told that I'm not missing much, so. No, uh, no, don't dude, do it. Just don't do it to yourself. I'm one of those nerdy ass book readers that got pissed off that they fucking ruined it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm um I'm one of those kinds of nerds. But listen, man, this is a Panthers podcast. If you haven't done so already, hit the like button, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell for every single time the Carolina Panthers and this C3 podcast go live, man. So without further ado. I want to open up this discussion to something interesting I found earlier this week. Um, Joel Klatt went on Colin Cowherd's show and dropped an interesting tidbit of information. We don't know if this is true or not, but I will play it and I will let you all react. Do you feel like the ceiling has been hit at Penn State? I've been told that Matt Rule is not all the way in on the NFL moving forward and that he could potentially come back down to any number of these jobs. So let's segue. So Joel Klatt is reporting that Matt Rule is not tied to the NFL and could potentially go back to the college football coaching world. Uh, Real quick, let me add in Kenneth right here. Kenneth, Panther Pickle, what's up, bro? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Dude, happy you could yeah, happy you could join us. Listen, let's open up this discussion, man. And I, I'm just gonna throw this out to whoever wants to jump in on it first. Is Matt Rule indeed down for the long haul for the Carolina Panthers? And do you even want him to be the long-term coach of the Carolina Panthers? Boys, have at it, man. I, mean, I think it's smoke. I think yeah. it's all smoke. I think the guy's just talking out of his ass. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing there's nothing that really shows it, yeah. you know, and if he's stupid enough to talk about something that he was told in confidence, then that's a reporter that's not going to last long. Sorry. I mean, you lose your sources, you lose everything. Yeah. And Rule just said his press conference today. He has no interest in leaving for the uh, college. He yeah. just said one of the best jobs in the world. I have yeah. no interest. Yeah. And if, yeah. if Matt Rule really felt this way, if he really felt this way, he wouldn't tell somebody who's going to leak it to a reporter. That would not exactly. be how to do that. If he he yeah. may would now granted he may would tell his wife this, and and kind of, but Matt Rule's been in this business long enough to know if he's not really happy, he knows who to talk to about it. Tepper, tempering three states over hiding in a corner somewhere, you know? Uh, all right, all right. So. But, and I'll pose this to Brad. Brad, we do know everything that comes out of Matt Rule's mouth only goes on to end up being false. So the fact that Matt Rule came out at, at his press conference today to try and shut down those rumors, right. well, let's just say that in and of itself doesn't have a very good track record, does it? Well, let's just ask the question, right? I mean, is he going to want to be with with the Panthers if they go three and fourteen? Because you know, look at the schedule. I mean, if you look at the schedule, there there's winnable games on there, but I don't trust this team to get any of those games. I just don't. 
I mean, if you look at every other opponent we have left for the remainder of the season, we're at a sizable disadvantage at the quarterback position. And that's not something you can easily overcome. I mean, so the question of does he, it might be a, a case where he maybe leaked something in confidence to somebody that he's a little nervous. I mean, because, you know, um, I don't know if any of you guys were in the the town hall, the, the Panthers Twitter town hall last, last Sunday, but Sheena Quick said, you know, that seat might be getting hotter than you think. A lot hotter than you think. Hmm. And that leads us to a, a good point here, man. Like, you know, we on the Tuesday night show, when we picked this game, one of the things I said is that I don't feel comfortable picking the Panthers to win until this offense puts up a performance that's worthy of me believing in them. I mean, seeing how this offensive line has been playing, we were supposed to handedly beat the Philadelphia Eagles. We were supposed to handedly beat the New York Giants. And, and we weren't able to do that. We were not able to get it done. And, and you know, now Matt Rule is once again saying that they're not 100% sure of the lineup going into this, uh, into this matchup for the offensive line. And once again, it's like it doesn't inspire much confidence that they even know where they want to play what guys on the offensive line. It's just, it's really a bad way right now. It kind of feels even worse than this time last year. We were three and four last year, but this year, and I think Nick, you were saying this uh, before the show, this year we had real hope. Like this year we thought this team was going to be a legitimate contender, man. And for us to just backslide like this, I don't, I don't necessarily know if we thought that we were going to be, you know, a legitimate contender. We didn't really start see, thinking that until closer to week one of the season. Yeah, we one. knew that our defense was going to be top notch, but we thought that our offense was going to be hindered due to Sam Darnold. And I mean, clearly it is, you know. Yeah, we, we were kind of fooled into a lot of over the confidence the first three games of the season. That's where Listen. that's where everybody said, "Oh, we're going to be great. We're going to be super. We're we're, we're going to make the playoffs." And uh, yeah, the worst teams in the NFL. And, well, the know, Saints it, team, the Saints win is what really did it for people. That was the one yeah. that really I think got people yeah. to buy into the yeah. fool's gold. And, yeah, and a lot of people, including myself, were when 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 it, when an analyst or somebody says, "Well, they were at they had these coaches out." Ah, that don't really mean nothing. We still beat the Saints. They're still good. Okay, you know what? To be honest, I could now question if the Saints had all their guys healthy and they had all their coach active, would we have beat the Saints? I think we would have. I think the deciding factor in how this season has gone is the fact that we've been without our number one pick. You got to realize yeah. it's essentially like we didn't even take – it's essentially like we passed up on our number one pick this year. We had yeah, him for I mean, three games. Yeah. We were lights out. And then all of a sudden he goes down, yeah. and that's it. Game over for the defense, and that's the strongest thing, the one thing that kept us yeah, I mean, you know, And a lot of those those changes or those trades that we made, like C.J. Henderson, I'm sorry, he has not played well. I mean, he's he's been getting burned every single game. So a lot of the, the win-now moves that we've made over the season, as far as trades are concerned, that have kind of – that are going to cause some major heartburn next year during the draft – have not panned out right i mean and it, it kind of goes down to you know back to back to matt rule you know why do college coaches fail in the nfl they typically fail because they go from their number one priority being 
recruiting to be to now they actually have to coach right i mean to really really coach and develop people they can't just rely on writing a blank check and recruiting four-star talent and that causes some issues i mean i i and you look at the personnel decisions that they've made over the past two years with rule really at the helm i mean we we can say marty herney was responsible for the Derek brown pick over taking Derek brown over isaiah simmons all we want but how much gravitas i mean clearly clearly rule has some some weight in all those decisions right so sure sure i mean you have to kind of i mean look at Look at our, our draft this year, right? I mean, J.C. Horn, complete stud, but he broke his foot in the third game. Our second-round pick, Terrence Marshall, has not really contributed. Our third-round picks, I mean, Tommy Tremble has contributed at times, but, I mean, you can t- definitely tell he's a developmental prospect, and Brady Christensen hasn't really seen any live play, I mean, outside of one game. I, I, yeah. I, I believe that last year um, – I, I I believe that Marty was in ninety percent control of the first pick. Um, I believe if it was all up to Matt Rule, he would have traded back and then end up still taking Henderson. Uh, but if Marty, well, if a certain quarterback would have been there, we would have took him. But he wasn't, so Marty took what he considers the best available option. Uh, I, I I would like I would have. Actually, nothing, no disrespect to Derek Brown, but I, Isaiah Simmons would have been a better pick at linebacker than, you know, but. And, and like, we can do the, the thing that we're all going to inevitably continue to do, which is saying we should have paid this player yeah. or that player or, or, or what have you. And listen, it's all legitimate points. I mean, we're doing that this year with Justin Fields and, and Rashawn Slater. But I think there's no denying that Matt Rule and his footprint have been all over both of the drafts, from the kinds of players that we've been citing to the, you know, the Baylor and Temple nepotism. His fingerprints are all over the roster, and, and that, that's undeniable. Um, so I, I think really we have to put a little bit of the, the quarterback conundrum and the offensive line conundrum squarely into the lap of Matt Rule as well, since he's the only person that we know has been consistently involved in making choices on Panthers personnel. So, yeah, it's only right to criticism for – or right to give him criticism for all of these things. And it feels like building a legitimate, competitive NFL roster – isn't something that he's mastered yet, but in the slightest. Well, one thing that I want to remind everybody, Kay, last year when Teddy Bridgewater and PJ Walker came in, okay, this was situations outside of their control. COVID happened. No training season, no nothing. Okay. Last year they were getting used to the NFL. It does take some time to get used to. I would have liked to have been a little bit better last year. But at the same time, I also would have liked to have lost the Washington game. So it goes hand in hand. Start off with this year. We go we go through our preseason. Then we go to the Colts. Now, some people had issues with Matt Rule sitting back and letting the head coach from the Colts take charge. Well, you got to remember what I just said, too. No preseason the year before. Didn't know necessarily what he was doing. Okay, so 
we got to give him at least a little bit of slack for last year. You know, I'd really like to call last year only a half a year just because there was no preseason. On top of that, look at how much our defense progressed between last year and this year. You know, it definitely made a huge step forward, especially in those first three weeks. Yeah. And if J.C. Horn hadn't gone down, which is outside of everyone's control, and I don't regret the pick in the slightest, you know, if he hadn't gone down, we would still be feeling pretty confident about our team. It would have turned around the Vikings game. It would have turned around um, the Eagles game. And it most likely would have made a huge difference in the Giants game. You know, so while the seat might be hot for Matt Rule, if we move on from him any sooner than at least half to three-quarters of the way through next season, I think it's a mistake. And I think a lot of the mistakes that have actually been happening, while Matt Rule does play a part in it, I think a lot of it comes from Dave Tepper. Yeah, Nick, I will agree with you a little bit as far as giving Matt Rule a little bit of a break because of last year being kind of different. But the thing I'm not going to give those coaches a break on is they had all last year, all of preseason, all offseason to figure out how to get that offense to keep running without Christian McCaffrey. That was the reason they drafted Chuba Hubbard. And that offense still cannot run without McCaffrey on the field. Yes. And that's a, that's a coaching issue. You know, well, I, I was if, having covers. Look at Stefanski. Stefanski was out. His starting wide receiver, one of his starting wide receivers, his starting quarterback, and both his starting running backs. And he was still able to put an offense out on the field that was able to win a football game. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, the other th- part of it, too, that is kind of – I, I think lost on people is look what happens in the games, right? Typically we come out, we were coming out really strong in the first half and then just falling flat in the third quarter. Why is that? That's because other teams could actually look, see our game plan and adjust to it. What do our coaches do? They don't adjust. No, nope. they don't change their game plan. And that's, a, again, that speaks back to this. I mean, I, I understand, you know, you're going from college to the NFL and it's a learning curve, but I, I guess what I would want to see from Matt Rule and his staff is learning, actually learning. Like the clock management issues that they have, where they're constantly burning timeouts through the through the the third, first and third quarter. Those have been with them since Temple and Baylor. I mean, Billy M. Marshall tweeted about it. I think it was like two weeks ago. I've got it pinned on my Twitter profile. Right? You have fans from Temple and Baylor both saying Matt Rule's clock management is atrocious. And these, these are things that are have been follow, followed him since college and aren't really getting any better. So, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I don't think he's going anywhere this season, regardless of how they finish. I think that depending on how they finish is going to dictate how much, how, how much of a leash he has next season. You know, if they finish three and 14, I could see if they don't come out of the gate guns blazing, I could see him being gone by about mid mid season. If, whereas if they salvage it and they go, you know, seven, eight wins, which I mean is would I, I think is really pushing it this season. Um, I think he probably gets a full full third year. Let, let me let me ask the question. Can't get fired up do any of no, you have not. do any of you have faith in Matt Rule going forward this season? Does he as the coach have the capability to take everything that's happening now and actually fix it? Is, is Matt Rule ever going to be the reason why the Panthers win a few games this year? No. no. I don't think it's no. Right. I don't think we win a game. 
I don't wow, that's a I pretty resounding no, man. Um, I mean, I, it, look at our schedule. I don't see us winning the game. There's not. I mean, yeah. we there there are winnable games on our schedule, but I mean, it's not a you know. We again, we're at a sizable disadvantage when it comes to the quarterback position, and that's not something that you can you can yeah. overcome. No. I mean, what needs to be fixed can't be fixed this season. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, do mo- okay. So, no- do, mo- do do most of you think that with another off season and with another draft, that Matt Rule potentially could finally do that third year thing that he does and finally take his team, you know. And he never won a championship for all of this talk about what he did at, at Temple and Baylor. But the third year, historically, has been Matt Rule's best year as a coach whenever he's at a new program. So, uh, you know, is Matt Rule a lost cause in general? Or do you think that, yeah, just give him one more year, we'll, you know, try and tackle this quarterback thing in the offseason, fix the O-line, and then let's roll the dice on on one more year with Matt. So I mean, I my two cents. Another season. I and honestly, guys, I know everybody's talking about giving Matt Rule a woman. I don't think David Tepper is going to pull the plug on him. He was in no. Pittsburgh. Yeah. He was in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh does not get. They do not get rid of coaches. Yeah. They just don't. If you go back look at go back and look at Chuck Knoll's record when he started in Pittsburgh, he wasn't that great in the beginning. Yeah, turned it, it around, and there you go. They started winning. Uh, yeah, so it I'm took saying, five years for, what, for Chuck Noll to get when, going too. Just when they hired Matt Rule, Joe Person asked, kind of in a forceful way, to get Tepper to answer the question: What happens if he don't turn up? How long are you going to give him? And Joe said three years. Tepper's responded, "Yeah, three years is a good number." But I have to see progress. I have to see progress. Rule see, Tepper said that twice or two or three times. He has to see progress. But our progress and Tepper's progress may be different. Exactly. He, is, yeah. he is very impatient. Yeah, I mean, he is very impatient. Um, I give it one more year till he trade everything. But 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 something else you got to consider when. And I haven't looked it up. When when Matt Rule was at Baylor and Temple, did he have a different starting quarterback each year? See that that I don't know, but I do hear your point though, and and I think that we're also putting some of that blame also on to Matt Rule. I think that we can put it on to Dave Tepper and Matt Rule. Right. Uh, I think David Tepper was the one who decided to move on from Cam Newton. Which, by the way, for the quarterback play that we've had the past two years, mm-hmm. we might as well have kept Cam Newton. Right and yes, exactly. we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about Cam right after this because we have to. It's that time. We have to finally have this conversation. Um, but then Matt Rule also, it was him and Phil Snow that thought that somehow uh, Sam Darnold could turn into their very own version of Matthew Stafford, which to me – for most of his time in Detroit, Matthew Stafford, yeah, he's put up some good numbers, but he's been very underwhelming, I think, when it matters most. They don't so, even play the same. Yeah, and again, I just question the comparisons that they make. I question their talent evaluation at the quarterback position. And I think if we're going to hold the quarterback changing against our coaching staff, then they also have to take some of the blame for depending on the wrong quarterback. And the wrong well, 
see, and that's that's what I'm kind of. Yeah, I mean, Joe Brady shares his fair share of blame, but you know, the reality of the matter is, I mean, when it comes to ninety percent of the issues on offense are attributed to the fact that our quarterback sits on his first read and never gets off of it. He doesn't yeah. process the field. He doesn't, you know, receivers are getting open. They are getting the, getting open and making separation. He's just not able to sit back there and wait for the play to develop. And he, he's not seeing them once the play has developed. Right. I mean, yeah. The, the quarterback position was wide open in the end zone. Right. The, the quarterback position is, is the, the thing that's killing this team right now. And, you know, it really comes down to, you know, my biggest gripe with Matt Rule or, or even or Scott Fitter or Joe Brady or David Tepper is what's the plan? Can, can anybody tell me what the plan is? Because right now it does. There doesn't seem to be one. Right. And that's no. and I think I think that's the biggest issue that most of Panthers Twitter has with them is, you know, they uh, during the athletic podcast this week, they said, you know, it seems like it seems like they're just chasing the next shiny thing. Right. And yeah. that that's not a good way to build your franchise. They have ADD. And yeah, I mean, yeah. so so How the question is, honestly, believe that Sam Darnold will be our starting quarterback next season. No, not right. at all. No, well, I, I said there's a high job to get him. That that's the thing, man. Are we really going to have two off seasons with quarterbacks that we owe money to because they were cut? <laughs> so, very good point. I wanted to bring your I attention to this. I, I wanted to bring your attention to this, not because I want to shift the conversation to Deshaun Watson, but I think that this is very indicative and telling about David Tepper and who the Carolina Panthers are and where we are right now. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk responding to Ian Rappaport on the whole Watson Panthers thing after the team basically comes out and says, no, we haven't been interested in Deshaun since around uh, training camp, but then we haven't made any more discussions since then. Mike Florio says, well, I don't doubt the technical accuracy of the notion that Watson has only waived his no-trade clause for the Dolphins. It's still possible that he'll waive it for the Panthers if the deal with the Dolphins doesn't fully materialize. Moreover, the Panthers are indeed pursuing Watson. They want him to waive the no-trade clause for Carolina. They want to acquire his services from the Texans. But for that reasons, uh, for, for reasons that will likely become apparent if and when a deal is done, they are second in line behind the Dolphins. And this is my point. Uh, David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers are trying to say, oh, no, we're not interested in Deshaun. We're not interested in Deshaun. But only after the rumor came out, that Deshaun wasn't willing to lift his no-trade clause to come to Carolina. So not only has Matthew Stafford potentially said, nah, dude, I ain't going there, but now Deshaun is doing it as well, and now David Tepper is like the friend zone kid that has to turn around and be denied publicly for the same time, for the same reason two times in a row. And in my mind, that's just very telling of, you know, kind of what you just said, uh, this organization is trying to, you know, chase the next shiny new toy, whatever that might be, the quarterback or, or whatever. Thirsty. And it, yeah, we're thirsty, man. I mean, it so feels like guys we're just... Brian Flores said that barring injury, Tua is their starting quarterback. 
the rest of the way. Yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, who believes that? Decisions for the Dolphins. Do you well, believe that though? Because with, with all the rumors connected, I mean, honestly, Brian Flores has, unlike Matt Rule, Brian Flores hasn't lied yet. You know, well, the reality of the matter lies. is, it's just well, and, they're allowed to you or they lied to their players. And and honestly, you know, the trade deadlines in what four days? I mean, I, I don't think he gets a move before the trade deadline. I think this carries over in the next offseason. Yeah, I really do. I mean, the only way it, this thing gets done Tuesday is if Sam Darnold just goes out there sunny and shits the bed completely. I wouldn't well, even say that. Well, if he and, shits the bed completely, I think Tepper says screw it. But the the problem there too is you know a there's no there's a no trade clause and there is reporting that Deshaun does not want to come to Carolina, so that's problem number one. And the problem number two is what are you actually going to be able to give up to get it right? Because we don't they they want. They want three first-round picks and some number and some number of day two picks or players. We have no day two picks, so now you're talking players. Yeah. And who's on that menu, right? Are we talking? You know, are they going to want Brian Burns? Are they going to want? You know, are they going to want J.C. Horn? Are they going to want Jeremy Chin? Right. I mean, a deal to get to, the unfortunate truth is that any deal that gets to Sean Watson is going to cripple this franchise as far as the draft and the other side of the ball is concerned. For years, so I mean, but you see yeah. that we see that, but does Tepper care? Yeah, but and that's, the, thing, that, that's the, the one thing Tepper has always said: yeah. to win in this league, you have to have a top echelon quarterback. And he has always been saying he wants a franchise quarterback. Yeah, but at, at what cost? I mean, it's – I, I, I do see your point, Drew, and you're definitely right on that. It's just right. – you got to think. Everybody loves Fitterer for all the trades that he did. But what do we have for, for picks next year? Oh, I, told, first, I, I totally agree with you guys. I'm just and, going on the fact that Tepper has said from day one, to compete in this league, you have to have a franchise quarterback, and he has been hell-bent on finding a franchise quarterback. Which I, I mean, don't, I don't be, disagree yeah. with that. It's just I don't think Deshaun Watson's the guy. It doesn't matter if we if he's uh, it doesn't matter if he would want to trade with us or not. It just isn't going to work out in the long run for him. So yeah. he can then, go ahead and pound the table all he well, wants, but somebody needs to tell him no. I've been saying this what too. Say, I, I don't <laughs> even, even if that isn't the right even if that isn't the right thing to do, uh, uh, say it's the wrong thing to do. Why would we trust David Tepper to not just do it anyway? As previously mentioned, he's willing to stop at anything to get a franchise quarterback. And if it doesn't look like there's going to be a guy in this year's draft, I mean, I still think Malik, uh, Malik or Willis, Willis has a lot of potential. Uh, I think uh, even Matt Corral looks like he's showing some flashes. But neither of those two guys are the surefire bets that some of these quarterbacks have been coming out in the draft the past couple of years. So if you're not going to trade for one and maybe there is a quarterback in the draft, but also maybe not, then David Tepper, you know, is going to give whatever is necessary to trade for either Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, or Deshaun Watson. And I think he's got a better chance of getting Rodgers than he does Wilson. Or They're not. I mean, but it's, it goes back to – it goes back to Tom, the Tom Brady issue a couple of years ago, right? When he was a free agent, he's yeah. going to get his pick of where he wants to go. 
Aaron Rodgers is there's nothing about this roster that says Aaron Rodgers is going to want to come here. No. Right? The same thing with with right. you know Russell Wilson already said these are the teams. Unfortunately, the Saints are on the teams of uh, the list of teams that will, Russell Wilson's willing to go to, right? And I wouldn't be surprised if that trade gets happens next season. Or Aaron Rodgers. Right. I mean, they 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 want to go to perennial contenders. They don't want to go to a team that, quite frankly, is very middling. Um, True and, facts. No, well, we got to remember the Tampa Bay was, as you said, middling until they got Tom Brady. No, they're not. They, 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 they threw they they everything at that. They they yeah, threw the kitchen sink at that one. They, they, hey, they, they knew they were going to get Brady way back when. That's and that's you know. Hey, one. hey real, real quick, hold that thought before we go forward. Grim Reaper, my man with the twenty dollars. Thanks, your brother, spotting a uh, spotting your twenty C three. Dude, we appreciate you, brother. We never ask for money. It's always appreciated. Thank you once again, man. Drew, as you were saying, man. But, I mean, honestly, Tampa Bay, if I'm, if memory serves me right, they hadn't made the playoffs in like 10 years before Tom Brady signed with them. So Yeah, but they had a the rock-solid defense. Middling team. But they had a rock-solid defense. They had a ton of skill position players, and they had a decent offensive line. The only thing that they were really missing was the right tackle, and they went out and drafted Tristan Werps. And so. you don't think that Scott Federer will play funny money to get an offensive line in if Roger says, if you get me an offensive line, I'll come? Who are you yeah, going to – What are we going to give up for – what are we going to give up to get him? But that's the thing. Don't know what, we don't know what Green Bay is asking for. Nobody knows what Green Bay would ask for for Aaron Rodgers. They're asking for something like, stupid. I guarantee you that much. You so have, they push him awesome. back every yeah. single you year. You and he's a to top imagine. 10 quarterback. He won the MVP last year. Did you speak to the Arizona Cardinals last night? They're one of the best. But you're teams also talking about a 37 year old quarterback, not but, a 20 something year old quarterback. But yeah, so, but maybe I'm it's a two year, maybe it's a two year deal though. The same, same that they did with with, with Tom Brady. Maybe it's not no. some, you know. Oh, well, again, so we also have to keep in contract, Tom, or keep in context. Tom Brady got to pick the team that he was going for because he was on the last year of his deal. Right. Uh, with, the, with the Patriots. If we're talking about Russell Wilson, if we're talking about Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun, you're going to have to trade for these players. And in that case, they have less say-so over their future than Tom Brady did. So and again, also, let's if, think about this guy. No trade clauses. need a quarterback at this point? Say, say it one more time. One of the things you need to think about: what teams out there right now are in need of a quarterback at this point? Denver. Denver was already rumored to be in the running for Aaron Rodgers before the season started. Potentially New Orleans too. Well, and Aaron Rodgers is a San Francisco native. You don't mean to tell me that he wouldn't want to play for that team? I mean, true, true, true. Well, San Francisco just drafted Trey Lance. Trey Lance. But are, but are you going to take – but honestly, if you know you have a two- or three-year window with, with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, do you, are you going to take Trey – still run Trey Lance out there, or are you going to try to trade him off to try and recoup some draft picks to make that deal? Well, you I can't – you're not going to trade him. Where are you going to trade him? You're not trading him to Green Bay because they got Jordan Love. Right, but that but then that begs that begs the question, how much do they actually believe in Jordan Love, right? I mean – well, they, they're, they're doing the same thing with Jordan Love that they did with Aaron Rodgers when he was behind Brett Favre. They can trade Chicago since they run the Chicago. 
There's a well, lot. Well, Aaron Rodgers already owns Chicago, so why don't they treat him there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, uh, and Chicago was already yeah. off the list for Russell Wilson, so I think New Orleans yeah. would be in a big in play for Russell Wilson. Real, yeah, but hey, real quick, means- guys. Okay, go ahead. Real quick, uh, there's 57 people watching. Oh. 17 thumbs up. I know you guys like to be shamed. It's okay. Nothing wrong with being kinky. Nothing but guys, wrong. it's the Friday free for all. You can hop on here and have a good time. All right. Hit that That's thumbs right. up button. Get that subscribe button. You know what to do. But that, hey, one hundred percent, man. If you like the content, hit the thumbs up. That helps the YouTube al- algorithm. Uh, let people know that hey, man, people dig the C three podcast. Maybe we should share that shit around for more people, man. So go ahead and do that while you have a second. Um, go ahead. Uh, I think it was uh, Kenneth. You were you were gonna yeah, say something. You, you know, um, um, y'all say you got to think. Uh, I I I found out this week through several uh, analysts just saying that during the draft, Tepper pushed and wanted Justin Fields, but yeah, he, he kind of backed off because Rule insisted he wanted to keep Darnold, and. You know, Fitter kind of backed him up. I said, okay, there's going to come a point because Tepper was turned down by the Bengals to get Burrow. They talked him out of trying to trade up to get Tua. There's going to come a point where Tepper's going to stop being nice. There's going to come a point where Tepper's going to say, well, no, I'm drafting who I want because I'm the owner. You don't like it, there's a door. That's going to come to a head. Well, and we had the idea. If it hadn't already done so already. Exactly. Well, we had the ideal situation. You know, Justin Fields has not looked terribly great in Chicago, but that's also because they might have a legitimately worse offensive line than us. And yeah. the reality is he he probably wasn't ready to just be run out there. We had the ideal situation where we could have kept Teddy Bridgewater as much as it would have sucked, right? Send yeah. him back out there, let Justin Fields have time to develop, and then continue to put pieces around him and still had our second-round pick. Yeah. I mean, Right. The, you know, that it kind of goes that goes back to the whole question of does rule know how to build a, a, a an NFL franchise? And I mean, I I, I think you the know. proof is in the pudding. Right. Um, it, yeah, and, and listen, I'm going to add on to that, too. It's not just rule. We have to worry that our owner isn't the NFC South version of Jerry Jones. I mean, every single time that the Panthers have released an in-depth look at their draft process or whatever, David Tepper's always right there. He is always a part of the meetings and the discussions that determine the future of the Carolina Panthers. This man quit working with Appaloosa management with hedge funds to be more directly involved with the Carolina Panthers. This is more than just a passion project. For David Tepper, this is his obsession now. So that's what I'm saying. If, if the Panthers get into a bidding war with some other football team for Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun or whoever, David Tepper has no problems giving up whatever it takes to win a bidding war. He's used to doing that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's something that we need to bear in mind going forward. Um, I wanted to play this clip that was in order with what we've been talking about. I have a feeling everyone's going to disagree with it, but just to get the reactions and see everyone's uh, takes and opinions, I wanted to hear what you had to say about 
um, Phil Sims' idea of who we should trade for. Oh, oh yeah. God. This was on. This is oh. on uh, inside the yeah. NFL. Yeah. Now for the Carolina Panthers. First, I want to say Sam Darnold, of course, without saying, you know, he's got to play better. But here's what they need: wide receivers. He used to they have PJ in, so in a league that's loaded with receivers, running back, and everything. I mean, McCaffrey's out, but DJ sure. Moore has almost 50 catches, 40 some. And the next guy is Robbie Anderson in the teens. So that's a big gap. True. Where do we go from there? So my first order of business is I'm going to trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. and get him on my team. And wow. that's going to help us right away. That's one thing. Wow. The other yeah, thing is, oh, I don't know if I'm really happy with Sam Darnold. How he's playing. No, Deshaun Watson's up for trade. Mm. Carolina's in it. We got to get him. Maybe for not this year, but next year we're going to turn this around. And the biggest thing is the corners. They traded for Stephon Gilmore. They got C.J. Henderson, our first-round pick that the Jaguars got a couple years ago. They're there. They got to come through. You do all that, we can change our football team. <laughs> so, <laughs> Phil Sims, he wants us to trade literally every pick that the Panthers will ever have uh, to get Deshaun Watson and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Phil Sims is being too much Madden. So, yeah. yeah, yeah dude, too exactly. much Madden, and he's, he's smoking the same shit that our coaches are and not doing anything with the O-line. I get it. There's nobody available. But all those moves that he just list, listed off are win-now moves. The, as much as I love the Stefan Gilmore trade, especially from being up here in New England and being able to rub it in everybody's face up here, that was a win-now move. And I'm for it if you want to keep him long-term, but that means that you shouldn't re-sign Dante Jackson because they're both on a contract here. You can only no. keep one. And on top of it, adding him to the mix – now it takes away from somebody else too. Well, yeah, if you're Frankie, doing that, you Nick, then, uh, if you, as you said, Nick, if you're doing that and you're going to resign Stephon Gilmore, then Dante Jackson's last game in Carolina is this Sunday. I, I think that might be a very real possibility, anyway, right? Because the, it it really depends on how that game goes. Like if if Atlanta and just goes, and if you trade Dante Jackson, it's only for an offensive lineman. Well, I mean, or picks a second, second, yeah. bet, okay, yeah. second, third, or fourth. Right, right. I mean, yeah. You're right. Because we have nothing. I mean, I, I you know, there, there was a report came out today that they're shopping AJ Bouye too, which I mean, go for it, right? I mean, we need to recoup some of those picks because the reality of the matter, it, I keep saying that, what's probably going to happen. <laughs> Which probably I do, I do the same shit, dude. When you do a live podcast, <laughs> you're gonna do it, man. It's fine. Which, but what's probably gonna happen is I, I, I think we're probably gonna end up. You know, we're gonna probably end up with a top ten pick. I mean, that's that's a real possibility. I mean, so we're probably trading out of the top ten to recoup some of the the Sam Darnold trade picks, get a second rounder and or a third rounder, or some combination of those three, right? But I mean, as long as we don't trade too far out of it, I mean, as long as we stay in the mid teens, there's a, still a shot that we could get uh, Malik Willis or, or Corral, right? I mean, those, yeah. are developmental, those are developmental prospects that we could bring in and have them sit behind Sam Darnold because he's not going anywhere. I mean, as much as it pains me to say this, he's he counts 18 million against salary cap next year. I mean, we're still going to be paying, I think, like, I think it was like three or four million to. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater as well. So we're already out $23 million on in salary cap next year on the quarterback position. So, yeah, you just, you know, sometimes you just got to trade back, get your guy, and then let him, let him actually develop. I think we're going to have a trade back into the teams and you take an offensive lineman, something they haven't taken in the first round in forever. No, I, I, I think that's a valid, a valid pick too. But 
you know, at some point, I mean, you know, I keep liking us to the 2015 Philadelphia Eagles. They traded up to go get uh, Carson Wentz, right? I mean, and that panned out for him for a couple of years. I mean, at least for two, well, he was an MVP. He was the front runner for MVP in 2017, I think, before he blew yeah, out no, his he's leg up in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just got to suck it up and go get your guy, even if it's not the most ideal situation. But there is no guy in this year's draft. That's the issue. There's decent. I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not can't miss prospects, but I mean, they're still developmental. I mean, no, at uh, that point, they, you don't trade up for that. You don't give well, up no, assets that's what I'm to saying. somebody that's. No, no, no. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. If we trade back, there's a high probability that one of those quarterbacks will still be there. Yeah. Here. Hey, real quick, um, just, hit, just hit on the off chance that it does happen. I want my man to be able to be on record so that way he can say that he called it first. My man, Panthers Buzz FSU 23. Says the Panthers are not out on Deshaun. So this is closer to Tepper. Said the deal will come sometime between Sunday and Tuesday. And CMC will be a part of the deal. And that that's why. Uh, he always that, wants CMC to be part that, of yeah, And that CMC, oh. CMC is a part of the deal. And that he's been ready to play. And that we haven't been playing him, yeah. essentially. Bullcrap. Hey, I'm not I'm just making sure. That's not very conspiracy. I'm just making sure that if for whatever reason, yep. if it happens, Tony, if it does actually happen, you got to let us come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, listen. I, 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 I promise you. Listen, if we ever traded for Deshaun, I promise you I would do everything in my power to be live within an hour and reacting to the news. Yeah. I, I, I want to go on record and call it now. We trade for Deshaun. We're having at least two more losing seasons, if you include the season that we're in. No, it's going to happen. It's going to cost way too much, and it's yep. going to put us way too far in the hole, and we aren't going to be able to do anything with the offensive line. Yep. And, hey, guess what? We're back to square one. And at the end of that two years, Deshaun Watson will request his release. Oh, no. Yep. Hey, so let, so let me uh, – so um, let, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me pose this question to you. You know, we're talking about the trade deadline. People are saying Bouye might be on the trade line. Let me ask you this. What Panther player in your mind is untradeable? I'm talking you would be None. upset. Uh, you would be upset None. no matter what, no matter who it was for, no matter for what package of picks or player. What players, if any, are on the team right now that you do not want to lose at any cost? By the way, this is for everyone in the chat room, too. Type in the chat. Who, who are the players? That we're not trading no matter what. JC Horn. JC Horn. Okay. Yep. I think we can all pretty much agree on that. We, we deserve to see what that man is going to be able to do. Okay. Who else? I want Basically, to say anyone on, on the defensive line. Burns and Chin. I, I, I'm yeah, sorry, I guys. Say... Burns. I... No, I could. Burns, I could Burns, Burns. hasn't shown me enough yet. Burns is everything was so... built up this preseason about. Burns was going to be the next Von Miller. You know, he's figured out how to get to the quarterback, and he's whiffed more than he's gotten sacks. Can well, we get a first for him? 
I would and, say you know, I would rather keep us if I had to choose between the two, I'd rather keep Hassan Reddick than Brian Burns if you really came down to the picking between the two. Yeah, I mean, and the reality of the matter is like but when, but, all of all of Burns' sacks have come when he's unblocked. I mean exactly. he's hey, he, he's too Reddick, easy to stop. Hassan Reddick won't be here next year. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I'm just saying hard to say he won't be here next year. And I and you're probably right, Kevin. But what I'm saying, if you had, to, if you told me I had to pick between one of the, one of those two, I would pick Hassan Reddick because Hassan Man. Reddick is oh, hands down. that he and, and that might be the cheaper move too, because then I mean, listen, you could probably get away paying Hassan two or three year deals, you know, not having to give him these big time contracts. Whereas you got to think. Brian Burns is still wanting to get paid that big time money, and maybe it would be cheaper if you're going to lose one to stick with Hassan over Brian Burns. I don't know. It's a good conversation to to have, you know, to 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 think about. And yeah, over. but the the you only know, reason why we think the, the, the only reason why we think that Hassan Reddick is a Matt Rule but, guy, but that and that's the only reason why we think that yeah. that he's going to be cheaper than but, Brian but, Burns would be. Unless we're That's the only reason. It all depends on what we get back. Hayson Reddick yeah. is who he is because he lines up at linebacker. Burns is lined up on defensive end. Hayson Reddick is lined up as a linebacker most of the time. Uh, if you reverse those two, who's to say that Burns may not have more than Reddick? Well, because well, coming Burns faces more offensive tackles than Rex does. Well, and coming out of college, right? I mean, Burns was lined up as an as an outside linebacker. I mean, he was he was brought in when we were talking about transitioning from a four three to a three four defense. So he was brought in to be that speed off the edge that isn't isn't necessarily lined up in the defensive end position. Right. So I mean, the next head coach or the next defensive coordinator. Or next year they may decide to revert to a full time four three, and Riddick's out of a job. Because uh, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, the, the the point is kind of the same both ways, right? Is that Brian Burns? And listen, they did put Brian Burns' hand in the dirt sometime at FSU, but the main criticism against him was in, in run blocking. He just never set a physical edge because he doesn't. He's not this big, powerful guy on uh, at the at the edge position. So if we're gonna move uh, forward with a four three, then you know, neither of those guys have really, like, you know, shown themselves to be that dominant hand-in-the-dirt kind of edge. So, uh, I, listen, it, it's a good talking point to consider uh, when you're, when you're yeah, thinking that this yeah. team might continue to rebuild yeah. its identity on both offense and defense, you know? Also, we have – When was the last time Brian Burns had a sack? Last game. Yeah, yeah literally last week. Last week. Okay, uh, so hey, I missed that game. I was like, uh, we also have to consider but once he blocked, has one more year left on no, his. He was not blocked. True, true. Contract, that, that, which, that's very true, too. We don't have to pay yeah. Brian. Yet. Yeah. And if you pay, if you go get Deshaun Watson, you're going to pay him $40 million plus on one, however long he wants it. But if you're going to go get him. Would you be okay with a trade that involved. Brian Burns, Christian McCaffrey, and Shaq Thompson. Yes. For, For Deshaun Watson. Hell yep. No. Uh, yep. Well, I mean, if I can get his salary off the books, 
I do I hate getting rid of Brian Burns? Yeah. Shaq Thompson's coming off of an injury. This is the first season since Shaq was drafted. He's actually playing halfway decent. If I can get all three of those off my books, done. And I don't have to give up three first round picks. Shaq Thompson's going to cost you $18 million in dead cap money. What is this thing always proven? The cap can be finagled. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, how many yeah, first rounders yeah. are we trading away in that? Before last season, before the season started, well, the New Orleans Saints were a hundred million dollars over the salary cap, and they were still able to sign players. Yeah, there's definitely a certain level of voodoo magic that certain GMs know how to use that they're able to get around stuff like that, man. So, so, so there's well, definitely look at, look at, truth to that. Go ahead. Look at the Rams. Oh, sorry. Uh, go go back go back and relook at this. If you're giving up all them threaded players, right? And I'm I wouldn't be against that. Let's understand that. But how will his defense look without Shaq Thompson? You're taking no. him away. You're going it, to take it's him looked away. Bad. No We've seen it the last three weeks. We haven't had Shaq Thompson. Okay, but you won't have at least three first round picks. Mm-hmm. So you won't improve anything next year. You're already going to pay Deshaun Watson $40 million. If you think you're going to keep Reddick, he's going to want at least $25 million, At least. Well, the and Watson's going to be out another year after being suspended. Exactly. So, I mean, you're not – you are you are literally telling the Carolina – Houston Texans, do this trade with me, and next year you'll have the first pick in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Probably, Maybe the year yeah, after that, real- too. There's a real possibility, you know, and there, and as far as the cap implications are concerned, you know, the reality is <laughs> uh, look at the Rams. The Rams build their entire team through free agency. They don't draft players like hardly at all. They they do not. They they just finagle the cap and uh, ad nauseum. Right. Yeah. So the cap isn't something that would, I mean. If, if your GM is smart and we have an entire position dedicated to, to cap management, right? Um, yeah. We, if your GM and your cap management are smart, you can sign whatever free agents you want and just keep kicking the bill down the road. I mean, yeah. And I mean, listen, if the Panthers are going to have some money to spend to kind of play the devil's advocate to Kenneth's point is I think that's what we're saying, right? Like again, this whole Watson thing, we also have to talk about the off the field stuff. Which is certainly more important than anything else. Yeah, I'm just talking from I'm just talking right. from a football perspective, right? If the Panthers were to get to Sean, and for whatever reason, if if no one thinks that he's gonna see any missed time playing football, that he's gonna be able to come in and play or whatever. And by the way, forget even this season. Like, let's say it's at the end of this season that they end up doing this. Which, by the way, there's a real possibility that this whole Deshaun Watson, Carolina Panthers thing isn't a story that goes away until potentially before the draft next year. So with that said, you know, I I think the mindset is, is that if you have one of those free agent quarterbacks that players are going to want to go and play for that, what Brad is saying would then end up being true. If you have someone that can navigate the salary cap, well, you can move some dollars around here and there use some of your money to sign free agents, bring offensive linemen here, bring other people around, and build around the players that you do have. 
you would still have DJ Moore if you decided to pay him some money. You would potentially still have Robbie Anderson if we don't trade him. Uh, you would also have Terrace Marshall in his second year, Shy Smith in his second year. You know, it, you can kind of start to see how maybe there might be some method to that madness. Yeah, I mean, it just comes down to you have to you have to have a GM that's capable of navigating the cap, right? And you have to be able to attract a big name free agent like an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or someone along those lines who players are going to want to go play with, right? True. I mean, and and see, my my big, I mean, the counter to that point, the problem I see with the Panthers is they don't have enough foundational pieces on offense to really, we don't have, we have, we have the 31st ranked pass blocking line in the NFL. I mean, that's going to turn a lot of big name quarterbacks off from wanting to come here. I mean, that's just the reality. That's why I kind of go back to my original statement. I think the right course of action to solve the quarterback salute problem, unfortunately, is trade back in next year's draft and get one in the middle of the first round and develop them. But then, you know, you're, you're kind of back on that issue of do we trust Matt Rule to develop talent? No. Well, do we, do we trust him to recognize talent and then develop it? Right? And, Brad, I think you're absolutely no. correct. I think that would be the smart way to go. But, again, we're talking about David Tepper, who's impatient, and he's yet yeah. to have a winning season in Carolina. Yeah. That's, true. I say we That's don't very true, man. Keep with Sam for a little bit and build the offensive line and then trade up eventually. I can't I see uh, But, yeah, again, you said eventually. Tepper's not waiting for eventually. Oh, that man is learning as hell. And David Tepper has put himself in, a, in this situation, too. Mm-hmm. For the, the way that he has mismanaged everything up until this point, he takes the blame for this. He was too late to fire Rivera. He was too late to fire Herney. He fired Matt Rule before he ended up uh, uh, hiring his general manager. So, you know, he was making decisions on roster before the general manager was. Then he chose Matt Rule over other coaches that had a ton of NFL experience already, proven success at the NFL level. Super Bowl rings, if we're talking specifically about the enemy. So, again, man, it's like David Tepper. He can throw a temper tantrum if he wants, and, and I have no doubt that he's going to because I agree with Drew. Like, David Tepper is going to do whatever he can to get a franchise quarterback to Carolina, and that makes it even doubly so because he's already missed two times in a row with Bridgewater and Sam Darnold. So, I think and, Drew is 100% correct. The likelihood of the Panthers giving up picks to trade for either Watson or Rodgers or Wilson, I, I think it's damn near inevitable, if I'm being honest. Because, see, well, Cody, the one thing is he let the, he let other people talk him into going after guys that he personally didn't want. He really didn't want Teddy Bridgewater, but they talked him into it. He really didn't want Sam Darnold. But they talked him into it. As Kevin said earlier, at some point, Tepper's going to say, you know what? I'll let you guys talk me into this thing twice. We're doing it my way this time. Yep, that's going to happen. Also, also, let me ask you all something. Who was the driving force to get Joe Brady to Carolina? You all remember? It was David Tepper, wasn't it? David Tepper, I think. Yeah. Let me ask you all this. What kind of offense did did, uh, did, uh, Joe Brady run at LSU? 
He didn't West run off. He did run off. I understand he didn't. He wasn't offensive coordinator. But he was the passing game coordinator. Yeah, yeah, which involved a lot of heavy passing and and moving the ball quick. And he was West giving Coast. a lot of credit. Yeah, he was given a lot of credit for Joe Burrow's development. And yeah. then the then the Bengals turn around, smack Tepper in the face because they wouldn't trade trade that first pick away. But um, then Matt Rule, while he was at Temple and Baylor, he preferred a run first offense. So how do you think Joe Bur- uh, Matt Rule's shoot David Tepper's hand picked offensive coordinator has done in Matt Rule's run first offense? Yeah, that that's a great point. Is that's that a reason. Kenneth? You're making. Incredible points right now, man. David Tepper is is trying to fit square pieces into round holes. Uh, he, he's trying to, oh, I want this guy. And, and Joe Brady, he has this West Coast offense dynamic. And I'm going to stick him with a guy that wants to run the football. And yeah. really isn't even now, but not even really effective doing so. Yeah, you yeah, da- yeah. David Tepper's fingerprints are all over the issues right. that the Panthers are going through right now. And Well, you know, t- to be fair, though, I mean, Tepper, Joe Brady's style of offense is the way the NFL is going, right? True. Rule's whole philosophy of defenses win championships, and I, I can I can play really, really great defense and have a really solid running game, and that's enough to win in this league. Those days are effectively over. I mean, if you're not the Tennessee Titans and you don't have a, a generational player back there like, like Derrick Henry, and I'm not saying Christian McCaffrey isn't, right? But this team is not built to run the football. It's not. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, no, not with the uh, not with the offensive line the way it is. No, certainly, no. The offensive no. line isn't built to pass protect. No, no. And, I mean, How about I'm this? Our offensive line isn't built at all. Our offensive line is built to fail. How about that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's built it's, to give up as many sacks it, as it's really doing. In the game. It's yeah. doing what it was built to do. And, it's and, failing. You know, there's a lot of with the, Christian Brady Christensen to get a lot of heat, but let's 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 actually look at preseason we know where what he was in college in, in in training camp he lined up at right tackle strictly right tackle he didn't line up at any guard he didn't line up preseason right. during preseason they told him he was going to be lined up at some left guard so he lined him up at left guard right one time during the Steelers game or not one time but one little short series during the Steelers games they put him at, at left tackle even Matt Rule commented later it was just to get him some playing time. Okay. Then he turned around. And they had him in the Saint games for a few plays at left guard. He went right. in at right tackle. When they were forced into doing so, by yeah, the way. When, yeah. And then when he went in at right tackle after they were forced to do it, and then all of a sudden against the Giants, they say, you're the left tackle. So. Yeah. Well, know, and. Right and by the way, by the way, uh, against Philadelphia, when they had their option of where to play him first, they put him at right tackle and put exactly. Taylor Moten at left tackle. Exactly. So Which is you're make, you're, oh my God! Well, you're uh, ma- you're making the point that that I've been saying, Kenneth, is yeah. that Brady Christensen was put in a position to fail. Right. His coaches right. are the ones that threw him under the bus. Right by not giving him the proper time to acclimate to one position playing at the NFL level. They have made that man's rookie season even harder than it should have been if they even right. ever gave him playing time. 
it's just been well, so mismanaged, man. Hey, real quick, well, let me add. Uh, uh, oh, well, Justin wasn't. He'll he'll be right back. Uh, let me see right. if this is him. Justin, you here, bro? Yeah, what's good? What's good? What's good, Justin? Glad you can join us, brother. Yeah, man, happy I can be here. Yeah, yeah man. So, man. yeah, man. No, I, we're just we're just talking about this whole Matt Rule thing, man, and, and how you, you know. It, Warren Brady Christensen has been thrown under the bus, but just man, we're all just so you know not believing in you know what the Panthers have going forward on the offensive line and at the quarterback position. And it looks like David Tepper, in our eyes, most of us is going to do uh, whatever he has to do to fix that, even if it means trading, pick some players away. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree with um, I've been thinking about it all week and so. stuff. Um, like my biggest gripe against Rule would be because I, I was trying to figure out for a minute if Rule picked Brady or if it was Tepper's pick, and then like look, my my biggest gripe with Rule has been the mismanagement of offensive uh, offensive players. Because I, I I feel like I feel like because of how how long Snow has been a defensive coordinator, he's he's pretty much telling them what he's going to like. Cause we got rookies on the defensive side of the ball, but snow is like, nah, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to put this guy out there and I'm going to put him in a position to where he can, I'm going to play to his ability, his, the best of his abilities. Right. Well, on the other side with Brady, Brady's new to all of this. He, I feel like yeah. he's pretty much being told what he's going to do and he's just following yeah. in line. And I mean, it's, and if, if, if you're Matt rule and you, you've got this offensive coordinator, the owner wants to have, we got no experience. Well, would you not be smart, at least, at least a quarter smart, to try to go out and get a veteran offensive coordinator or a coach who's played that position before? That, that's say, what I was uh, Caldwell well, or Hugh Jackson, somebody to line up for the position coach to help Brady when he needs it. Hey, well, uh, I forget who it was that said it. Uh, um, it's like uh, Rule, Coach Rule is a, a leader of men, so. His offense and decent defensive coordinators need to be X's and O's guys. Is it Snow? I have a highest amount of faith in Snow, and then it just goes down with every other coach you can name. Like it's it's the offensive line, like the guys on our like on our roster. You could switch them around, and they, the line probably wouldn't get much better. I'm giving Christensen a, his pass this past game. I'm giving Christensen a pass because he is a rookie. Like you expect a rookie to. Yes. There's only a handful of rookies that are gonna go out there and, and look dominant. Oh um, well, and you know to to, to kind of we need to stop grading Brady Christensen like he's a seasoned vet. Let's start evaluating him like what he is. He's a third round. Yes. That's the reality, right? He's a third round left tackle, and you know as much as I love, you know they they talk about position versatility and how great it is. Let's really evaluate that, right? What does position versatility lead to? Jacks of all trades, masters of none. You lead to work to players who are okay, good to okay at several different positions, but aren't really masters of any of them, aren't really great at any of them. And if anything, I feel like it stifles potential. The thing about that is you can get away with that on the defensive side uh, to an extent, the defensive line. Um, You can get away with that linebacker position, safety and cornerback position. But yeah, where was he in college? Who, who's gonna who who's like if same thing to take Lamar Jackson for example? He's as athletically gifted as that man is. How good of a quarterback would Lamar be if they were asking him to also go out and play wide receiver? 
Like, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's certain spots on the off, like the offensive oh, line, the offensive line, the the quarterback position. You like, no, you you want if you if if you got a guy that played right tackle throughout college, let him play right tackle, and when he gets to the pros, like besides all of that, like I, I've been saying it for weeks, I'm. My my anger when I watch the offense, my anger is aimed primarily at Brady because now it's been the Vikings. I want to say it's the Vikings, uh, the Cowboys before them, and the Giants all showed Brady styles of offense that could put your offense in a better position to score. The Cowboys came out in a heavy set, two tight ends. They threw out of that. They had success running the football, and this obviously our offensive line compared to the, the Cowboys' O line is it's not even a fair comparison. But then when you go and look at the Vikings, the yeah the Vikings game, they rolled Cousins out of the pocket. They moved the pocket to keep the pass rush from just being able to tee off on him. Yeah. You look at the Giants well, game; they were using Daniel Jones is not that much more athletic than than Donald. But the first couple of plays, a. Hey, uh, like QB read fucking option read, he keeps it. Yeah. It's up the field. Rolled him out of the pocket. They made his his job. They made Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones' job so much simpler. And I've been calling for Brady to do that with Donald. Like he is not the thing that Donald struggled with doing in uh, New York was dropping back, dissecting the defense, putting the ball where it needs it, not putting it in home's way. I'd be damned if we don't bring him here. And Brady, <laughs> Brady goes Gates 2.0. He's asking him to do all the same things that he struggled to do with New York. Our offensive line is just as bad as the Jets' offensive lines were those years. No, 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 no. Well, Our offensive line is not just as bad. Our offensive worse. line is worse, worse than the Jets this <laughs> yeah. year, dude. Uh, you, literally, you literally can't make that up. Yeah. I wanted to make a point about something here. Because, listen, I, I'm not one of these people that's like, you know, I also believe in position versatility to a degree. I don't believe in bouncing a player to and from different positions in the same season. Right. Now, for example, I thought that Taylor Moten, if you gave him enough time to get truly acclimated to playing a left tackle and were giving him reps even in training camp consistently at left tackle, I think he would have been fine. And I think that he could have held up on that left side. Also, to to further uh, buffer that point, I think Brady Christensen could be a really good right tackle if given the time and the continued reps at that position to learn the position. Yeah, I think that he could do that too. So to that degree, I do believe in position versatility. But when you do what the Panthers are doing, like just bouncing them around willy-nilly to and from here and there all because the free agency moves that you made put this team at a disadvantage. Like now we're taking two steps backward for every one step forward that we take, all because of this offensive line. Well, and, you know, to, to be quite honest, you know, everybody is talking like Brady Christensen was terrible on Sunday. He wasn't terrible. I mean, No, he wasn't. There, there, there's plenty of bad tape out there, but you know what? Bad tape. It looked he looked like a third round rookie. I mean, that's just Would, the reality. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have? Ra- wouldn't you all have rather have rather gotten those rookie moments out of the way for Christensen earlier in this season right. than us having to do with them week six? 
Exactly, man. Yeah. Then, then he would have been better ingratiated to play in that left tackle position instead of us forcing him out there at a moment's notice against the Giants. I, I, it, I, you're sorry. putting him in a position to fail. And that's why I want to put most of the blame on our coaches for putting them in that position. Uh, I I listen to Jordan's Jake podcast every week. I would recommend listening to that. Jordan, Jordan Gross, when Jake asked him what he thought about the offensive line, Jake or Jordan said, I thought uh, Brady and uh, Michael played really well for being the talent level they are thrown into the fire. He said Jordan or Brady Christensen just started at left tackle week one. Uh, he said during preseason, he said to, 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 to change it all now, to do it in the middle of the season is hurting him as bad as Fox almost ruined Thomas Davis's career. When yeah. Fox bounced Thomas Davis from safety to linebacker to safety to linebacker till the vet said, no, you can't do that, and he slowed him down. Hey, real quick, join, joining us now, Tony Dunn. Tony Dunn, good, good to see you, brother. Happy you could hey, uh, pop into the free-for-all, man. Yeah, I got a what few minutes. I ran home from the Halloween carnival with my kids. I beat everybody home. Can't, I, I won't have long, so I, but I... That's like, fine. Happy, happy you could join us, Ran up the man. stairs before everybody gets <laughs> here. I figure I'd see how you guys are doing. Yeah, man, we're doing... A real quick shout-out to Corey Broomery. He says, I feel like Brady is forcing his system on Darnold. Because honestly, I believe that he does not have the experience to adjust around Darnold. He is stuck in his ways, and that is a recipe for failure. Thank you, Corey. Uh, does you know, Brady have a system? <laughs> See, there, failure. Uh, everybody, like somebody was trying to tell me this earlier. It was like, it was like, oh, it's a different system. I was like, man, what have we seen really that gave us has given us any continuity? Well, I, mean, I don't you know, know. Like, what do you call it? Do you just call it like spread? Yeah, I, mean, I would say a West a Coast. Oh, I mean, really, it's a West Coast style offense. It's that you know, uh, it, air, it looks a lot great, like the same great receiver core, great offensive line. You know, yeah, that, that, want, yeah. and they want and they want to take shots. That they, they want to pass the football down the field, and, and that's essentially what what it is too. He's a part of that. Sean Payton kind of coaching tree kind of deal that they've got going on too. Um, well, and so, yeah, go ahead. Not to uh, defend, uh, not to defend Brady because, like, like I said, I don't. I think that his tenure here has kind of been an abstract failure at this point as well. But he is scheming people open. They're open. It's the fact of the matter is, Darnold is so focused on that first read. I mean, his processing just isn't there. His footwork just isn't there. I mean as much as as much as we want to force the you know point fingers at Joe Brady and say he doesn't know what he's doing i mean i don't think he's done a completely terrible job i think that it's really hard to win a game when you have a quarterback that only sees one player on the entire field yeah Brad and that's why i've been saying that Joe Brady he's not even number 3 on my list of the problems with this offense and that's not me trying to make a pass to, you know, for him either. I think that he could be doing a much better job as a play caller. But at the end of the day, there have been plays that have been missed by Sam Darnold. There have been passes that have been catched by or uh, dropped by DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. 
and, and there have just been times where the offensive line wasn't going to let a play happen no matter what. So it, it's like, yes, even though Joe it's Brady's around play, horribleness from our offense. Yeah, even though Joe Brady's play calling has call. not been ideal, I, I don't feel like our offense is having to overcome him like the Panthers' offense did with Mike Shula, for example. Well, here's, here's, something that, here's something that nobody's really brought up, okay? And look, you know, we we had the chance to win against the Vikings. I stand by the fact that I thought that Sam brought us back in that game, okay? But look at what the issue was in that game with the offense. Yes, Sam did not play great, but they're, the whole offense had the drops, okay? What do you think that does to him going into the New York Giants? A place where he's played how many times before, where he's had how many losses and how many bad memories, and you're coming off of a loss where you, even though you brought the team back, you feel like you can't trust the wide receivers because they can't catch anything. What do you think that does to the guy? Well, I mean, you know, and, that, and that's the biggest thing. Like, I mean, Robbie Anderson's been an abstract disappointment as much as like DJ's True. DJ has had a few drop balls. But I mean, you know, Matt Rule in his press conference said he loves Butterfingers. You can definitely tell since they extended Robbie Anderson, right? Dude, we have to talk about this. Matt Rule says he likes candy corn. Bro. But every year for Halloween, I got a bag of candy corn. That's because you hate people, obviously, and you hate uh, like happiness. And if you like candy corn, you either need to be under seven years old or live in the Great Depression. Or when I was small, like when I was seven, eight years old, and I was offered if someone offered me candy corn, if an aunt or or a cousin was like, "You can have this," at that point in my life where I loved sugar. I would turn it down then. Like, right. <laughs> I might as well like peeps. You might as well like peeps, folks. Oh, no, dude. Don't hey, on peeps. Come on hey, now. Peeps guys, are delicious. I have, I have a very strict. <laughs> peeps are delicious. Listen, there's a very strict process for what you do with candy corn. You open the bag, you pour the candy corn into the trash can, <laughs> and you eat a Reese's peanut butter cup, dude. There you go. Man, I'm not saying not, I'm buying it. That, this is not this. hard. It's not hard. And it is another poor decision from our head coach, man. Doing well, don't forget, he is a rat. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, no. So he might love him, dude. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Listen, I agree with Karen. Candy corn is the devil. Maybe that's why this maybe maybe that's why this candy is so popular at Halloween, you know. But I don't know, dude. It's really uh, another bad sign if you're asking me about old Matt Rule making decisions, man. His candy decisions are just as bad as his offensive Coach line decisions. Dave Tepper puts ketchup on steak, so oh. it kind of goes hand in hand. So does Patrick Mahomes. And that, That's that the biggest white trash move ever. You put yeah, him. look at how Patrick Mahomes is doing this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, true, I mean, true, true, true. Maybe I, I don't know about you guys, but I am white trash, so I can totally respect that. 
Oh, nice. <laughs> hey, so, at least we can be honest, you know. Um, something, something else I wanted to say about the uh, offense. Um, like, like I said, I, I've been giving Brady a lot of heat, and um, like it deservingly so, in my opinion. But the the problem, like the offense's issues, are compounding. We would have yes. been much better off. Um, and I hate to say this because I, I said this before. Teddy Bridgewater, for me, what did me did him in with me was his demeanor after games. Like he acted as if he was above the shit. Like he was not. He didn't show the leadership that that I wanted out of a quarterback. That's just my opinion. Right. But the well, offense, the the, the the offense, the game plan, the design of the plays is predicated on having a quarterback that makes smart decisions. With the offensive line not being able to – with the offensive line not giving the quarterback time to go through his, his reason, even when they do, him is so in his head that he's not looking. Like, um, yeah. I, it, it was mentioned, he's scheming guys open and Sam isn't seen. You'd have been much better uh, – I hate the I, – I, I hate doing this uh, revisionist history shit. We would have been much better off. As much as I love J.C. Horn, we'd have been better off retaining uh, Teddy Bridgewater, drafting Justin Fields so that he could sit behind Teddy, let Teddy take the damn lumps with his offensive line being trash. That would have given Fields an entire year to get be prepared for the following year. Like, we would have been in a much better position had that happen. Um, yeah, we're done with the offensive line. You have to do well. Field. Even, so, if, even if you kept Teddy for his three-year contract, you would have been better off than what you are now. In time, Tepper had to have his way. Well, and, you know, and, and that kind of goes back to what Drew said earlier, right? I mean, you know, they, Matt Rule and, and Joe Brady sold Tepper on Teddy Bridgewater, right? But at least when yeah. he had Teddy Bridgewater, it looked like there was a plan. Right. It looked like, OK, the way that contract was structured, he was really only going to be here for two years. We could release him at the beginning of the third year before we had to pay him his guaranteed money, saved all that cap space, let a rookie sit behind him for a year and then rolled that rookie out to, to start the following year. At least there was yep. a game plan. And, uh... Hey, um, real quick, I wanted to kind of shift the conversation real quick. Uh, I know Drew has to go in a little bit, so I wanted to give him the opportunity to talk about this. We got to talk about Cam Newton, y'all. <laughs> because it, it, initially, my mindset is, and my mindset really hadn't changed. It, it basically is the same way it is. Like, I don't want Cam Newton to come back and die behind this offensive line. Like, I've been forced to watch him do the past, you know, the, the last number of years that he was here in Carolina. Would you be better? Would you be better than Sam Darnold? Yes, uh, I mean we should have tried to keep him for a, another year or two on a cheap prove-it deal instead of getting rid of him. But to you know, is there any sense that can be made or a good argument to be made to any of you that Cam Newton should be signed by the Carolina Panthers? Should there be a homecoming? Should we bring Ace Boogie back home? Let him try and get this ball rolling with McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and maybe he can overcome the offensive line. Is this madness? Is there is there some truth to this? Tell me. Whoever wants to should Should we do it? Yes. Will we do it? No. No. Because Tepper and the coaching staff are not gonna swallow their pride and say we made a mistake by releasing Cam Newton. 
I don't think Rule could handle not being the the biggest alpha in the room. I just don't think he could. Right. That's right. that's just the reality. I mean, if for well, no other reason. That, yeah. Well, I mean, and that and that for that for that reason alone, I I think is the reason why they released Cam Newton. I mean, I think that he couldn't handle not being the definitive leader on that team. I don't know how Seattle hasn't signed him yet. Right? They would have picked him up. There, there really aren't 32 quarterbacks in the NFL that are better than Cam Newton, and there definitely aren't 32 backups better than Cam Newton. I mean, come well, on. Well, Seattle didn't sign Cam Newton is because they know Russell Wilson will be back in a couple of weeks. Probably. And Cam's not going to sit on the bench behind Russell Wilson. I think I, I think, think you vote for Russell, not for Mac. I, I don't think Cam Newton wants to be a backup. Cam Newton's going to go sign with the team he wants to play. He don't want to play. Yeah. But at the same time, I, would I bring him here? I would call him and talk to him if I was donor, but I'm not. Uh, but I don't think I don't I think I think he'll get hurt worse behind this offensive line because Cam's not going to go step back and do that. Cam's going to see an opportunity. He go run. I mean, he yeah. Uh, Cam Newton's going to get bro. Cam Newton, way he is, he's going to talk Brady to run all the read options you're running. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, but maybe what, there, maybe there's an know? argument to be made that that's not such a bad idea right now. That's but, how you make the, an offensive line like this not look like trash. Well, that's the, 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 the issue with it is the we'll issue with it is is, is five. We'll go to a top five pick, in my opinion, to a top fifteen pick. Yeah, but you can still. I mean, honestly, with this coming draft, top fifteen would still mean you're probably in position to get a quarterback in the future, even if it's not, you know, a, a blue chip prospect. It's somebody that you can develop. I mean, I wouldn't even get a quarterback. I just, Brett, I, see what you're I just don't see the Temple spending a first round pick on a quarterback project. They're going to go for an offensive lineman, something that can be put on the field right now, because he's not in the business of waiting around to develop a quarterback at this point. He's going to find a quarterback. He's not it, going it, to develop a quarterback. So there's no point it, in spending a first-round pick on a quarterback. The issue well, the is, is, is when you look at it from like look, like look at it in its entirety. The organization, whoever the power, whoever decided to move on from Cam, decided to move on from Cam. There's no way of cutting it if Brady or Rule wanted Cam to be the starting QB. They would have fought for him to be the starting QB. Mm-hmm. So from Cam's perspective, even if they call him and they, that was the only call he got, he might tell them to fuck off because somebody in that chain of command, the gentleman's someone is like, hey, we need to move on from him. And every other motherfucker behind him was like, okay, let's 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 move on from him. Yeah, but means- Justin, Justin, to play devil's advocate to that though, I think that both parties, it might not be their first choice. Because if it's David Tepper, if it's David Tepper and Scott Fitterer and Matt Rule having to resort to going back to ask Cam Newton to come back here, that means that their tail is in between their legs having to come back to Cam Newton. Right. But the flip side of this is Cam's not getting no play right now. Cam's Cam's a YouTuber right now. He's Cam, got a lot of kids. Yeah, he's got kids. He's making cooking videos. Like that. That's Cam Newton's life right now. So. If if Cam really wanted to play football, he's not really in a position to turn down the Panthers. Right. If, he, if, he if that a was year contract with the New England, so I mean, yeah, and, and said 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 that he still doesn't hold any malice or any 
hate toward the Panthers at all. So yeah, and he knows the fans got too much love for him. Exactly. It's still too little, too late for the Carolina Panthers. Like this, they bet on Darnold. It and right now, look, is right now it seems like it's not working. Um, I don't want to over, I do like, I mean, I'm at the bottom. I'm at the bottom. Like, I feel like a alcoholic, alcoholic admitting he's an alcoholic, you know? Um, but I mean, there is in theory, look, if you go back and look at Ron Rivera's second year as a Carolina Panther coach, we started out like trash, dude. Um, and everybody, uh, Ron Rivera was on the hot seat. Joe Riolano was on this podcast saying, or actually, I don't even, we hadn't started the podcast in 2012, but Joe, we were calling each other. He was like, man, Sean McDermott ain't it. Sean McDermott didn't have the pieces, what we came to find out. But Ron Rivera's team won the last six out of nine games in 2012. They always had a good, strong November and December. Now, I don't necessarily feel like this is, I don't know if uh, Matt Rule is Joe Brady are all of a sudden going to make a Ron Rivera team and win six out of their last nine games, particularly with this back end of the schedule. But I don't want to overly just say there's no way the Panthers are going to win any games for the rest of the season, even though I feel that way. Even though I feel like – I mean, I feel that way, but they're probably going to go and win in Atlanta because all of us picked the Falcons. They probably will go do that because we always win on the road in Atlanta. They always beat us at home. They put their money on Sam Darnold this year and they're going to have to ride with it for the year. So I think this is what what yeah, you might as well just put in PJ if that's where we're at. Um, It's like it's this year is what it is now. And if Sam Darnold all of a sudden doesn't just go out and throw like 30 touchdown passes in the next 10 weeks or whatever, um, we're going to be in the market for a new quarterback next year. And then the question is, is it a rookie or is it a free agent? I mean, it could be. Bill Flacco. Or three. Fuck that, man. Joe, you know what is, I tell you, this is the the Jets are tanking now because they could have signed Cam. If if anybody really wanted to win two or three games, you sign Cam. That's what you do. It's like that will get you, that'll win you a couple games. But they're tanking and we're probably tanking at this point. I figured the Browns would bring him in too. So, but, but back to kind of what, what Drew was saying, though, I mean, it, let's let's just say Tepper does go out, go all out and get another quarterback, right? Let's say so we trade for an Aaron Rodgers or, or you know, a Russell Wilson or someone along of that ilk. The reality is we're not going to have a first-round pick to invest in that offensive line. I mean, that's – so you're, you're still going to be saddling whatever veteran quarterback you happen to bring in here, no matter how talented you – he is behind an offensive line that is 31st in pass blocking. I well, Brad, don't forget we don't have a second or a third. Yep. To go along with what you said with that, if they bring in somebody like that, they won't be drafting the offensive line. They will be going through free agency trying to put in linemen. They will again, finagle the num- they will finagle the numbers and mess around with the salary cap in order to fit guys in there. And guys will come to play with somebody like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Yeah, or Deshaun Watson. But along those same lines, though, I mean, most of the time, most of of linemen that are out there in free agency, they're not the guys you want. Most of the offensive linemen that are out there in free agency are the cast-offs from other teams that haven't been been franchise-tagged. Yeah. Can we we pivot this conversation just a hair because all we do is talk about – 
like Deshaun Watson and this and the mm-hmm. quarterbacks. But let's go to that offensive line conversation because you're right. If we go and get that, you're not going to have the first round pick. You ain't going to have a third. You ain't going to have a first round pick for like the next four years. Mm-hmm. Feel, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be that bad, but uh, maybe quarterbacks do yeah. change the game enough to where it is worth it, right? I mean, if you look at all the quarterbacks that are winning in the league or all the teams that are winning in the league, they got top quarterbacks. But yeah, Cody, you have said this is that you've caught you've gone hard at this offseason about this offensive line and about how that this was the fuck up that they made. Yeah. Right? Now we all knew that look, Cam Irvin is kind of like the typical patchwork type player that the Panthers have always signed in the past. I mean, that yeah. is the it's the Michael Orr. Michael Orr was the best one, but we've like signed a billion of these dudes in the past that we hope are just gonna be all right. F line, same thing. This is total. We're comfortable. It turned out to be worse than we expected. My question, though, to the panel of people is what else was truly out there? Like, how much better could you have done in free agency if you had said this is like, we're going to push all of our chips on trying to make a better offensive line with the money we got? Were there really. And I don't know the players that were out there. I don't. But it doesn't feel like Brad was saying, like, there was a lot of, like, a lot to choose from either. That's the, that's the reason why I would have preferred them draft, like, if they had drafted more O-linemen, that, that would have that would have given us younger, younger guys that could develop into something. Like, there, there will be hope. Uh, is that word, but there will be hope attached to a bunch of rookies. There's like Paradise, like again, daily another game cock. I root for every game cock in the NFL, but daily has not been it. The, the interior of the O line, I um, Irving hasn't been terrible at the left tackle position, it's been the interior, interior primarily. And we could have shored that up, um, in this, this past draft. And if, if the line played better, Sam would probably look better. So I, I, I mismanagement. I think that's gonna be the new turn how Rome always said there were missed opportunities. This 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 to them looks like it's gonna be mismanagement. That's gonna be their their catchphrase. Joe Joe Thunder, I, I I said that name wrong. He's a Kansas City guard. He played with the Patriots last year. Actually I think he was hurt with the Patriots last year. Or was on COVID or something, where he was out most of the year. But um, he uh, was signed with the uh, Joe the, Thune. Uh, Joe yeah, Thune is the guy. Joe Thune. Um, also, also uh, the Raiders had an offensive guard. I want to say Leno, but that may be wrong too. You Trent know, Williams. Yeah, uh, yeah. Raiders Trent had Williams. an offensive line that they released right after the draft. Kind of shocked everybody. They released him after the draft. Folks in the Raiders claimed he was showing a lot of just he was getting old. Well, he was only 30, but he signed with Washington. And so far, he's looked really good with Washington as a left tackle. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. You know, for all of we we had the most the most salary cap going into um, the draft. I think if I remember correctly, we were, we were up there. I don't understand why we didn't reinforce the offensive line with some of the cast offs from the Raiders. I don't get it. Yeah. My personal opinion, the reason why we took elf line and uh, cam Irving, and I'm not disrespecting cam Irving because he's, 
hadn't looked as horrible as I thought he would. Uh, is simple a fact we wanted to go cheap. We could have got Slater. So yeah, so Slater, Slater wouldn't. You got to understand, or from my understanding, from and Cody, you may know this. Matt Rule and his coaches never looked at Slater as a left tackle. If we dropped the Slater, he would be a offensive guard. They put a lot of. They put a lot. And of you know, by the way, it's like even it would be so stupid because of how good Rashawn Slater is playing out that right, tackle. Right. But hell, even if they did put him at guard, at least I know that he'd be a good one. <laughs> you know that dude is beating the hell out of people, man. It's right. like yep. so but many problems. It, it turns out our left guard sucks too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It turns out the entire left. Side of our line yeah. is dog shit, bro. So is Slater the, the, the is Slater the rookie that told his team don't don't send help? Yeah, I do yeah, better. Don't check my yeah, yeah, when, when, when was playing Miles Garrett, they were yeah. playing the Cleveland Browns, yep. and they said don't don't chip him. I yep. want a one on one, and I'm here to tell you that when Rashawn Slater and Miles Garrett went one on one, Slater won that UFC yeah. fight, yeah. y'all. I'm just I, here I to tell you, Miles Garrett did before. That young man. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, I, yeah. I, how, how could you not? I said this before when I first heard that. If that is not some alpha shit to say as a rookie, right? That is right, some, man. That's what our offensive line needs so right. bad, that, man. That, there's that, no alphas. But our illustrious head coach said he wasn't a real tack. He wasn't a left Dude, Even even as good <laughs> as Taylor, even as good as Taylor Moten is. As a right tackle, he doesn't have that alpha dog mentality, dude. No. We, we're in desperate need of that we, we don't on offensive line. On we, we need old linemen with a serial personality. Yes. Well, yes. We have nothing like that on our offense. Like, not yeah. line, not receivers, not quarterback. Again, we need an offensive lineman that's got dog in him. And I'm sorry. Uh, we could have had that in the sixth round, but we decided to take a long snapper. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, well, dude, you know what? The, it, it's so disappointing that we don't even have the opportunity to see how much of a dog Christensen and Deontay Brown have in them, man. Well, don't it's, you think that was uh, – for me, after that defensive draft we had two years ago where we drafted whatever, like an unprecedented amount of def- defensive players – I felt like we could have just done that last year for the offensive line. I said this. It's like, I mean, it would not have been absurd if our first three picks in the draft were all offensive linemen. That would not like I, and Cody, I know that look, as I flip out every year on the draft show about who we pick. And uh, to be honest, it's bright half the time. And not that J.C. Horn is a bad picker, you know, man, whatever, is that he could go on to be the greatest pick. But if we could have a great offensive lineman, yeah, guy, yeah, you know, and especially now that we're looking in retrospect of how much this team has targeted secondary help in trades and free agency, it's just there's more corners than there are O-linemen. Right. We we didn't need to draft, and this is not a shot at Terrace in any way, shape, or form, but his production on the field could have easily been replaced by any number of receivers. We didn't need to draft Terrace. Chuba's been good when he's gotten a chance to run the ball, but we didn't. You, you, T. 
Terrence's production, Schubert's production could have easily been replaced by guys that were already on the roster. I know. If Terrence didn't come out and if Terrence didn't come out and tear it up this year, which he has, I mean, obviously for various reasons, one is because nobody's tearing it up on the Panthers offense Two, because uh, now he's got a concussion. He's got injury. But like, I mean, if he would have come out and been like all of a sudden a superstar, we would have, you know, then I'd be all right with it. But you're right. Um, Now you guys want to hear some real fucked up shit. Real, this is yeah. the most fucked up shit. Sure. I heard this today on the radio. I was on this radio program today. My boy said this is that Robbie Anderson has the worst yards per target mm-hmm. since 2002. Wow. For a player. The last one was Eddie. His name was Eddie Royal. He played for the Broncos. But it's right now because he's got the drops. Like he's averaging four, three point eight or four yards per target. And the last time, I mean the worst in. And I like Robbie Anderson. I ain't ready to just completely. I think he's just in a funk in a rut. I mean, I I think he can come out of it. I ain't worried about it. But that's a crazy ass stat. Yeah, the worst since two thousand and two. Well, you know. Another kind of depressing stat that I heard today. Um, so for the first three games of the season, we our our defense had a eighty percent pass rush win rate. Over the last four games, they've had a twenty percent pass rush win rate, good for the worst in the entire NFL. Gosh, for drop passes, we are nineteen. No, yeah, no, for drop passes, we are we are number one with nineteen. The next team, yep. the next team is the Giants with fifteen. We drop more passes than any team in the league. By, by I don't know if this is weird, but this is the worst I've felt about a team. I can't remember the last time I felt this bad about a team. And you know what is, <laughs> is really crazy about this is that I went into the Dallas game and the Philly game thinking we're going to whoop that ass. Like So it wasn't too long ago I felt really good about the team. And now it's like this is that it's like 2010 bad. Yeah. Except for 2010, well, you didn't have any expectations at all. There weren't nobody on the yeah. damn team. Like, so of course well, we were going to be bad. And 2010, the 2010 gave you Cam Newton, right? What's 20, what's 2021 going to give us, right? Even if we get the number one overall pick, there's no quarterback in sight. Like, not worth the yeah. number one overall pick. I mean, dude, we just went to. A legendary draft class, which again they gotta prove it still. But last year was such a good quarterback class, and for us just to be like, nah, and Matt ruined David. We missed on Justin Herbert, I mean, yeah. Did he go before us or after? Yeah, he went before us. Yeah, he went Uh, six. Yeah, we should have traded up. We should. I know, man, and dude, you know what I was saying at that time? Y'all remember how Dave Gettleman? said that Christian McCaffrey had Luke Kuechly DNA. Well, Justin Herbert had Luke Kuechly DNA at the quarterback position. Right. And you're seeing what that guy is doing now, man. But would it be this good around that Carolina offense? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, you look at what he did his rookie season. He was the best quarterback under pressure in all the NFL. Even better, than, even better than Deshaun was. I still think, I still say, I'll, I'll go to the grave saying this, that if, if that Marty Herney was banking everything that the Chargers would have took in Derrick Henry 
uh, or uh, Isaiah Simmons and not the quarterback. And when they took the quarterback, he absolutely he got lost. He just like dropped all his cards. He's like he's like out of luck right then. He he was just went blank and said, "What do you guys want? We'll just take tackle." And he just took tackle right off. Well, and, <laughs> and he, honest, he met Derek Brown. He said Derek Henry. But speaking of right, Derek yeah, Henry, right. uh, we could have had him too, but instead we yeah. took Vernon. You're Butler. exactly right. That was another. <laughs> Or maybe that was Shaq Thompson year. That might have been the Shaq no, Thompson. No, we could have had we could have had him too. We could yeah, have had that, Derek Henry. Oh, Gettleman had to have his big fellow in the middle. But, but you know what's so funny though? Like uh, all the reports were is that uh, David. Te- I mean, not not David Tepper. David Gettleman was in love with Leonard Fournette and even wanted to uh, move up to draft him. It's like if you wanted a big downhill thumping running back. Well, why didn't you draft Derrick Henry when you had the chance? It's like, right. it, it is so dumb. And then you would have had that power run. At 25 Derrick- or 26, too, that makes it a lot easier to swallow that pill than but drafting yeah. running back at eight. He didn't take right. Derrick yeah. Henry because he wanted a, tra- he wanted a chip because I believe he had one of his defensive tackles coming up for a contract. So yeah, yeah. Was star and KK coming up for – and he tried to play. He tried to get a, like you said, yeah. he tried to draft somebody that he could play against them so he could kind of play some hardball, and it didn't work. Nope. I mean, there's been a lot of things. A, most teams' drafts don't work a lot of times, but it does suck when you see Dave Gettleman's problem was he just tries to be too cute. He tried to be too cute. Like, I mean, we saw, saw these people. He picked them, Kelvin Benjamin. We all saw them, man, them. Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson was just sitting there. Right. Yeah. yeah <sighs> David Gettleman. Hey guys, this has been fun, but I got to head out. Okay. Drew, He's, good luck. Good All right. Good man. Drew, I appreciate you, brother, man. Until next Friday, dog. All right, man. We'll see you guys. Later, man. But, you know, Derek, uh, Gettleman used to aggravate me. There's With his, in the middle of the draft, he'd trade, he'd trade three or four picks to move up and around to draft a guy that everybody's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Daryl Worley. He drafted, he traded three, four picks to move up in the third round to draft Daryl Worley. Yeah, two, man. He drafts later, he was gone. David Gellerman did one of the things that you should never do. He drafted an insurance policy. Just the same thing like we did for Will Greer. I maintained that Will Greer was drafted in the third round as an insurance policy in case something never happened. To Cam Newton, and 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 by the way, when something did happen to Cam Newton, Will Greer was never good enough to take the starting job. That's another. That's another pick that I put on David Tepper that he doesn't get enough credit for. I one hundred percent believe that that was a David Tepper pick. Well, but the first game we threw him in on was against the Forty Niners, who went to the Super Bowl that year. Like we did not do that guy any sort of favors whatsoever, man. Will Greer Greer didn't. But that was Kyle Allen you're thinking of, I think. Was that? Was that? Yeah, because Will Greer couldn't beat out. Played till he played the Saints at the end of the year. Will Will Greer couldn't beat out Kyle Allen or Taylor Heineke or PJ Walker. And, I gotta and, look this up. Well, yeah. And so Marty Herney drafted Will Greer, didn't he? Say what? Marty Herney. Marty Herney drafted Will Greer. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, but but back to what you're saying though. But um, on the Will Greer talk, wasn't Chauncey Gardner Johnson still on the board? Yes. He was the next pick. 
I cheated it was literally on, I mean, the very next yeah, pick. I used to cheat on Madden all the time. I'd swap Greer and Garden Chauncey out on Madden. Every time I started a franchise, I swapped the two out before I started a franchise. <laughs> that's not a lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but I mean, you see, that's the thing is like it's been so. I I don't think we've ever had a GM who actually can recognize talent outside the ten, first ten picks. I mean, really, right? Like, I hey. mean. You know, it, it, for all the for all the people want to talk about. Uh, well, we basically only had two GMs. Yeah, this is true. You know, I mean, yeah, we had right. Marty Herney from. I mean, I mean, there was like in the first five years we had Dom Capers or whoever else was picking the picks then, but it was Marty Herney from 02 to 2010, 2011, and then Dave Gettleman from 2015, 2012 to. 2017, then back Marnie Marnie Herney. And, um, you know, uh, Dave Gettleman had that 2013 draft was dope. We got Trey Turner, uh, Star, KK, like that's short and Star. Yeah. But luckily, KK fell into our lap because of the heart thing and he had to flip, you know, that wasn't that easy. But then in that 2015 draft where we went to the Super Bowl, after that season, they redrafted everybody. We thought we were the bomb, man. We had Funches, who had a big year for a rookie, or a, be- a decent year. We had uh, Ben A. Ben Wickery, who played very good. We had Trey Boston, who played very good for his rookie. Like they were, they redrafted that, and there was like everybody was a first round talent. And then the next year, they all sucked. So <laughs> I love Dave Gettleman for a minute until I didn't. You know, yeah, I dude, mean, it, was, I, it we all, all went downhill once he started with the Josh Norman shit. Yep. It all yep. started with the Josh Norman shit because he tried to pull his D out on the table and then he rescinded the the franchise tag at the last second. And then we didn't have any corners we could get in free agency or anything. And then he drafted Zach. Uh, it was Bradbury in the second. Uh, Sanchez in the third and Worley in the fourth or whatever it was or vice versa. Yeah. Oh, and that year was was that Shaq that year? No. no oh, that no, was that Shaq was, was 2015. So that, been, that was that was the uh, the Vernon Butler, Butler year. Vernon Butler. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know who you know who we needed to be good though. If he would have worked, if Coney Ely would have worked out. Oh yeah. That would hey, dude, he he could have been he could have been the Super Bowl MVP if yeah. we would have just won. Yeah. He could have been the Super Bowl MVP if we would have won that game. Man, that's that's insane, dude. He had the same game, if not better, than Von Miller. It's just he was on the losing team. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. They traded him to the Patriots, and then they cut him. So hey, listen, let's pivot to this. I wanted to get everyone's opinion on this. We haven't talked up anything about it yet. Let's pivot to Atlanta. Tell me what you guys are looking for. Uh, do you have any faith in this team to beat the Atlanta Falcons? If we do have any advantages and strengths in this matchup, what do you think they are? And I'll just I'll post this to whoever whoever wants to jump in. I'll go first. You go ahead. I'm ca- oh, I I called it last week. This team does not know how to win. Whenever we start losing, <laughs> it it has shown its face the last two and a half seasons. I think we're going to lose again. I think until something happens with Sam, until Sam either gets that fire in his belly that he needs or he gets pulled yeah. and PJ goes in 
and PJ has some time to start to sit with the starters, I don't think we're going to win a single game up until God knows when. Yeah, man. It's, it, it, that's kind of where I feel like I'm at, man. Like, give me a reason to believe in you. It's like that that uh, you might have somebody that you're in love with, but they, they continue to go back and do drugs and hang out with the wrong people. And it's like they're only hurting themselves and they keep lying to you and telling you that they're getting better. But you know they're not. You know they're reverting yeah. back to their old broken tendencies and you know that they're inevitably going to crush your soul. Cody, have you my text messages? No, dude, I'm going back and reliving my <laughs> own trauma, okay? Dude, nah, he's uh, thinking about the subscriber stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... Clemson or Panthers? Oh, don't start, man. It's already bad enough, Kenneth. Hey, man, at least, the Cle- at least Clemson's won a national championship. I mean, you know, I, I actually placed a bet this morning. I think it was plus 1,500 that Kyle Pitts will go over 200 yards. I took the over. Oh, I mean, yeah. damn. Damn, No, you did not. I totally did. I think he's going to freaking absolutely destroy us. I mean, I don't think oh, that they do not what? have an answer for Kyle That's Pitts. That's ridiculous. That's a lot, though. I mean, like, I even, that even is just, a lot. Julio, Julio went for over 300. I mean, with the secondary that I mean, is, our, is this secondary any better than that secondary? Yeah. No. Yes. I think it is. Oh yeah. No way. I think it is. It is. Oh, oh god. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's going to be like the Minnesota game or defense. Well, I, I, then... I I will say I that you I only think... put a dollar on that. I put a significant amount of money on that. Oh, oh man. Oh, wow. Poor guy. Poor hey, guy. It's going to be a rough day though? for you. I, I I so badly want to be like, yeah, dude, you just lost a fuckload of money. But damn it, dude! Like I, I, I don't know, man. I can't say that that's a hundred percent wrong. I do think our Kyle Pitts weapon. Gilmore, we got Gilmore. Let's put Gilmore on here. Gilmore isn't even dude, playing. Dude, Vegas just think made out like Russell Okung did last year. Dude, I think I think J.C. Horn is the only player for as young as he is, for as limited of snaps as we've seen. J.C. Horn. It, for the foreseeable future, that's going to be our Kyle Pitts killer. Yeah. And uh, the fact that he's yeah, not yeah, on the field. This week, according to, uh, I think it was Phil Snow, according this week, they're going to plan, they plan to put Chin on him. Right. That's, and I, I would assume they're going to put another safety up top. I, I think they should put Taylor on, on where like they should have Taylor just shadow because Keith Taylor's like the only corner to my, to my knowledge. He, he similar physique. To JC, so I, I put him on that, put him on uh, what's his name? See how he would handle. I wouldn't use nothing against Chin, but I, I I'd much rather see Chin more roaming around. Than... So I, I guess I have always I I you look at Chin's coverage grades and they're not particularly good. Um, I you know if and and that's kind of why what did made me place the bet because. If that's the, if their answer to Kyle Pitts is Jeremy Chin, then I think it, it, that's not an answer. Yeah, but uh, what would you guys like to hear Jeremy Chin when asked about his matchup with uh, Kyle Pitts? Real short video, just a thirty-second yeah. sure. clip here from uh, from Jeremy Chin. Jeremy, 
when the Falcons um, drafted Kyle Pitts, the very first person I thought about on the Panthers team that could actually match up to him was you. You both are positionless, um, you know, very skilled, got size and speed. How have you prepared, or I guess your mindset going into this week, getting prepared to face him on Sunday? What have you seen you know, so far? So basically, Jeremy Chin didn't have too much of anything oh. to say. My man's not a talker. No. He, he's not a, game. you know, <laughs> yeah, he, he's not a talker, man. He's just, um, um, you know, basically just saying, hey, I have a job to do, and I'm going to go and do it. And he's not really talking a lot of trash, too. So, yeah, but why would, he, why would he give up any information on how he's going to cover the guy? You know, that's not that's the reason why. And uh, he's what is he gonna say? We're gonna play zone defense. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? That's the reason why I'm mad. JC got hurt because I guarantee JC would have been. Oh, yeah. JC would have said something like, "I'm gonna do the same thing to him that I did in college." <laughs> yeah, you know, I do like the uh, JC uh, Chen also said that uh, one thing he loves about Gilmore is so smart. He bragged about Gilmore said that. Gilmore helped him in some in film and showed him things he didn't know. Well, he also said that Gilmore was running the routes for the wide receivers because exactly. the route, route playing was so predictable. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, I mean, I, they're, they're, I, is Gilmore even playing? I didn't see if they've activated him uh, off the top. I think they activated yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, I heard he's playing, but it may be in, they may do a limited reps. Gotcha. Uh, 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 and nah, if I they would... put Gilmore in and limited reps, I'm going to be pissed. Right. Because we 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 put we brought C.J. Henderson in on right. three days' notice and made him play the whole damn game. Right, and that's a rookie. He's a second year player. Gilmore's yeah, former see- defensive player of the year. Fuck that man. Go and play man. Just be like this. Tell him to shadow Kyle Pitts all day. That's what yeah. I would say. I, I see your point, Tony. But the one thing is, you know, Stephon Gilmore's been injured since last year, and on top of that. So was C.J. Henderson. Look at what we've had to deal with with his injuries over the last couple of weeks. But you know, so uh, you know, Gilmore though has been injured his whole career though. Right. Oh yes, he, like, has. he had a three game. He had a three year stretch, and that's when he won the defensive player of the year when he was in uh, New England. But he's been in the league since 2013, man. And for the yeah. first five years, he was hurt. I mean, and yeah. not like it was it was concu- He had a couple of concussions. I mean, there were some different things. And I'm not saying, look, injuries are part of the game. So I'm not trying to shit on the yeah, dude but, for being hurt. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. if anybody knows how to play with injury. The, <laughs> may, yeah, may. but the, this past year was the first the first time that he really missed any substantial time. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. Missing a game is substantial. But, you know, it was really only two or three games a season. It wasn't anything... It wasn't anything long term like this. But the, what they, what I'm just guessing, what they could do, may do is wait till he gets out there, see how he feels. He may get out there, feel that nose again, and say, "No, guys, I'm good, I'm good," <laughs> and and play the whole game. So that might be something they have in the cards if it happens. What you know, does Sam Darnold finish this game? Uh, I mean, that's a damn good question, dude. Atlanta's not good on defense, are they? 
No, they, they're no, not good on defense. Neither were the Giants. The no, Giants were the fifth worst. <laughs> yeah. Well. So, yeah. I mean, or the Jets, or the Texans. Now the Texans he did all right against. The, he did play two all right defenses: the Falcons and the, uh, not the Falcons, the Vikings and the Eagles. Oh, I I just wanted to speak on the uh the, the upcoming game, and then I got to hop off. Wait. I'm, I'm not giving any predictions. I'll say what I want to see. Like I, 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 I want to see Brady move the pocket for Sam because I think that that I think that would help Sam out tremendously. He he wouldn't have too much um, thinking. Not to mention that because I think the timing has been off on some of the dropbacks with the receivers, which is, has led to some of the drops that they have also. So I want to see Brady move the pocket, use Sam's athleticism. Dude should be. Sam should be having around five, six divine run plays called. I think if 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 we can get some semblance of an offense, this is going to be. If we can get some semblance of an offense, this could very well end up being something of a blowout because I think our defense would be rejuvenated. Like, yo, look, the offense is actually fucking doing their job. So let's get out there and and, and play like we did the first three weeks. But um, that's what I want to see. I'm not going to say what I think is going to happen. But, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, hey, Justin, I appreciate you. Hey, before you go, man, um, I don't know if you wanted to, to look at this right quick. Uh, I saw Jeff. He alerted me to he alerted me to this in the chat room. So then I went looking while you guys were sitting here talking. Jason Lockhart for an hour ago for CBS says Panthers still watching Deshaun Watson market closely ahead of the deadline willing to trade Christian McCaffrey that is a yeah, real like, headline folks that's what, a like that's real right. Jason Lockham for always says some crazy shit yeah, uh, yeah and on top of that we still got to get Deshaun Watson to, to lift his no trade clause and do you think trading right. Christian McCaffrey is really going to do that I mean if you're the Texans why do you want McCaffrey They've well, got a stable, it, a good running back. Yeah, why do you want Deshaun Watson? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, well, the other thing you got to take into account, too, and you have to remember is if we trade Christian McCaffrey, even if it is for Deshaun Watson, we're still eating, I think it's like 32 million of his cash. That's the thing. Yeah, right. you don't save any money. You're right. Yeah. And I learned all that this year is that right. you got to pay all that. Yeah, uh, and then. Um, oh, hey. oh, um, hold on. I have one thing to say. Justin, Justin, leave already. Uh, yeah, Justin had to bounce. Okay. Um, what was he saying? He was talking about, um, what he Falcons, said. Anyway. Falcons matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like th- this, this is not going to go away. This Deshaun Watson thing. I mean, my honestly, dude, I'm at the point, like if it's going to happen, like I would almost prefer it happen now than us ha- having to do this. Will they? Won't they? Trade for Deshaun Watson thing for you know the next what until next March April? Uh, like it, again, we can we're gonna continue to have these conversations about whether or not it is or isn't a good look for the Panthers. I feel like most people believe that, especially with Deshaun's with the accusations against him that it's too risky of a trade, but it, it really doesn't look like any of that matters. If we're being honest, if 
if none of this has caused David Tepper to sour on Deshaun Watson and still wants to bring him here, then it's like, dude, I almost happened. I, I hope that it happens sooner rather than later. It's like we're, we're delaying the inevitable. It's the same thing that I said about this offensive line before the season started this year. Well, I think and, it's like Houston is delaying. Well, well, and, you know, back the thing we have to remember, too, is I think it was at the owners meeting this week. Um, the com- commissioner Goodell straight up said there's not enough evidence. We don't have enough information to put him on the exam. Yeah. So if he gets traded, he can play immediately. And, you so, know, and, and Brad, you know that David Tepper starts to drool when he hears right. that because he sees uh, uh, Stefan Gilmore being able to play the potential of uh of uh, J.C. Horn coming back from a cap perspective. Again, I'm not an expert on the numbers. If you guys want to look this up to find out for sure, feel free. But we would be essentially moving off of all of the money that we paid Christian McCaffrey that, frankly, he has not lived up to since we paid him. Uh, and, it, it, again, man, this – dude, it, it might be a, a blessing in disguise, man, and a, an opportunity. Um so the trade deadline is November. The I know 7th. what I gotta say. All right, I and then, and I gotta go run too. No, go ahead, man. Um, say anything. Y'all, oh, everybody listening in the chat room, everybody here, gotta go check out that Madden simulation. Oh, dude, listen, dude, we had we these guys. Had... We're getting these guys jobs, dude. Make makes sense retiring next year, this year, Dude, Cody and them, man, it's so good. I wish they got great voices. They're made for radio. They're made for man. Go check it out. And I don't even like video games. I mean, I do like video games, but I'm <laughs> old. And I don't got time to watch people play video games. But I do. I watch this one all the time. I feel like my kids watching people play Minecraft or whatever. And they're just watching simulation. It is so good, folks. You got to hit the likes. Uh, you got to hit the subscribes. Uh, thanks for your support tonight. I got to go, fellas. I'm sure my wife is like, why the hell are you doing another podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Tony, right. we love you, Peace brother. Go do your thing. Lo- love you, Tony. Later, Tony. Um, and, uh, yeah, look, uh, real quick to add on to that, uh, we uploaded the Madden simulation earlier today. Today it was CK and one Carolina. One Carolina, John from one Carolina, he was cool enough to come and uh, commentate on the Madden simulation. And, dude, I have no problem saying that those two are way better than when I'm on there with CK. Please check it out. They did an incredible job. Uh, and, and it was a really good a really good game that Madden had us playing with the Falcons, too. So that's up on the channel right now. You can watch that right now on the YouTube channel. Um, and, yeah, man, back to this... Uh, <laughs> This uh, conundrum of a football team that we have going. Did anybody? Um, yeah. What's up, Nick? I think it's that time, man. You know, I think you should do it this time. Oh, is it time to shame people? Oh, it is. It is. You oh, know, it's time it to is. shame them. Shame them. Look, man. You enjoy. We're that. all. We're almost at the quota, man. Right now, I see there's 56 people watching. There's 51 thumbs up. I need five of you to do the damn thing and hit the thumbs up button, man. We're doing this every Friday. This is the Friday free-for-all. If you want to jump in and join the show, you can do so, man. The link to join is in the description. 
um, on Facebook and on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit the thumbs up. If you haven't done so already, subscribe. Hit the notification bell to get a notification every single time the C3 Panthers podcast drops content, which is pretty much every day now. Let's be real. So, um, once again, we appreciate everybody joining us on the stream and in the chat room. We wouldn't be able to do it without you. Um, let's move forward here to our final thoughts on everything, man. Deshaun Watson, what do you think, that if the Panthers are really indeed done with Deshaun or not? And um, let's get some predictions on what you think the, the final score will be when uh, the Panthers play the Atlanta Falcons. 20, Go ahead, Kenneth. 21-3, the Falcons win. Oh, not even a touchdown. Uh, nope. Uh, I I uh I I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I would be jumping up and down to I break something to say that I was wrong. But um I don't think that Watson wants to come here. Um I if Watson looks at the Carolina Panthers right now, the last few games, the last four games, give him a reason that he wants to come here. The receivers are dropping the balls, the offensive line can't block. And if you listen to the fans, the fan that Brady can't call a play. I mean, why would he come here, really? Man, I would say the same. Well, but <laughs> again, again, I'll play the same devil's advocate that that I did with Justin when we were talking about camp. Deshaun Watson wants to play football, right. and if right, right now, I kind of think that regardless of what's being reported. He might have an anywhere but Houston mentality. Like, as long as he's able to play football this year for a team that isn't the Texans, uh, especially, I think, yeah. as, the, as the trade deadline looms, and now, you know, now that he knows that the commissioner is in Simplis, that he's not going to be put on that list, well, then that means that if he doesn't play this year, all of that litigation has to go through first before he sees the field next year. So if I'm Deshaun, man, this is my opportunity to play football. So maybe that's why he would uh, pull the trigger on, on a trade to come here to Carolina. But I do hear your point, though, man. From an offensive line perspective, yeah. we're not better than the Texans last year. Right. And you're hoping that a quarterback of Deshaun's level would – maybe mitigate all the drops that Robbie right. Anderson is having, right. maybe some of the trust issues, maybe Deshaun hits him in stride, and maybe your defense is able to play more aggressive because of the fact that our offense is able to do something more with Deshaun. I don't know, man. I, I think that's David Tepper's mindset. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I think that's how David Tepper views the situation. But, you know, yeah. something else that, that – that I have to bring up, I have to say it. How's Tepper going to react if we do this? And he walks into the protesters outside Bank of America Stadium on Sunday mornings. You know it's going to happen. You well, know, yeah. No, a lot no. of, even if, if there's going to be a lot of folks that's going to criticize David Tepper's Panthers True. for trading for a guy who's accused of all that. True. I mean, I thought people were going to protest it with Eric Reed, but nobody gave a shit. It's kind of well, the band. I don't think many people but, care. But, you know, that's the thing, though, is I, I guess here's my thought, right? I, I assume David Tepper probably thinks that any press, no, no, any press is good press. 
yeah. to a certain extent. And the reality is they whether you believe he's it's it's all all smoke and mirrors or all conspiracy theory or whatever he, you know there's a lot of people on, especially on Panthers Twitter who've openly said you know what if you don't want to be a fan of the Panthers because Deshaun came here screw screw you guys cuz winning will bring more fans and that's true winning will bring more fans yeah. than the ones you're probably going to lose the biggest thing i mean us as fans that we have to square is you know we don't know that these allegations are false. We don't know that these allegations are 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 just, you know, hokum. How, how do you how do you wear those colors and look at your your mothers, your daughters, your your wives? I mean, I, that's 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 where I'm at anyway. Okay. And, and and Brad, you know, I, I've I've always said this: you're not wrong for feeling that way, and no one is wrong to be upset at this organization. If they do bring in Deshaun Watson, I say that as a diehard Clemson fan, Deshaun Watson orchestrated uh, two of the most fun seasons that I have ever had watching college football, even more than when Trevor was here, man. Like Deshaun was absolutely something special, but it's absolutely true that, you know, you have a right to feel some type of way about this if it does happen. I also think that you hit the nail on the head, Brad, and I think that it's something worth bringing up. Like, yeah, this happens, and a lot of people are going to be disappointed, but are people going, and this is a legit question, are people going to continue to care if the Panthers start to put out a couple wins back-to-back, and then all of a sudden we're picking up steam, and the offense looks good, and Deshaun picks up, right where he left off on the football field. I I wonder if the success starts to come, are people really still going to be very indirect? I remember Michael Vick with Philly, what happened with there. Like, as soon as he started playing amazing, people stopped giving the shit. Yeah, people started to love him. Oh, Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, you know, dog fighting is different than – yeah, oh, true, true, very, 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 very different. I mean, look at uh, Peyton Manning. Also, also, Vic Tennessee, was yeah. for Vic, people love him. Monday Night Mannings. Vic, Vic wasn't brought to Philadelphia to be a starter. He was brought with with the help of uh, McNabb. McNabb to originally just to be a backup till McNabb yeah. got hurt. So, uh, and but, uh, well, something something I have to keep in mind: if we trade for Watson or a better quarterback, because. I commend me to add. Sean Alexander said on WFNZ that uh, that uh, uh, Te- or Fitter had already contacted uh, Washington. Oh, he hinted to it that he had already contacted the 49ers, but the 49ers want way too much for Garoppolo. So, if Garoppolo no, is released this year, I'd rather keep Sam. Well, for I mean, I wouldn't. I, I I really think that honestly, if we're if we're going to start this rebuild like really started in earnest and try to develop a quarterback, I would be completely okay going and getting Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, at least he's gotten some playoff experience and he's won a few games. Yeah. I have such a bad taste in my mouth from these mediocre subpar quarterbacks. The Bridgewater, the Darnold, even Garoppolo. Like I see Garoppolo and that's like, he would basically come here to die. 
Yep. Yeah. It's it's it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't actually be an upgrade. The Panthers need to upgrade the quarterback position. And again, I don't mean to sound insensitive to all the stuff that D- Deshaun is being accused of off the football field, but that's why I said if we're gonna do this, dude, I'd rather get it out the way and do it now than it being yeah. a will they won't they story all the rest of the year. And then, as I mentioned earlier, if you're going to upgrade the quarterback position by means that are not the draft, then you're going to be trading players and picks for a Rodgers, for a Wilson, for a Watson. That's the only way you do it, that you're not taking a flyer on another quarterback, that you have to wait two or three years to see if you have a franchise player. So why did Kansas City get Alex Smith? Well, they had Alex Smith for a while, but they thought that he was going to be the guy that took him all the way. I think he, they thought he was a good replacement or good guy to start while we wait for the next big thing at quarterback. But they also had players. I mean, yeah. they, they, they made, the, they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs that final year with Alex Smith as we their need to build quarterback. The team more so. Before we go after a quarterback, got to build that team. Hey, man, I, I hear you, but I don't think David Tepper does. Huh. Yeah. Well, and I don't think his coaching staff does either. I mean, really, yeah. like, look at, look at the investments. They, they've invested a ton on the defensive side of the ball. They haven't really invested much on the offense. No. True. If, 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 if they go all out and they get Watson, or even if they trade for a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Wilson, I'm, I'm just going to put my money. It's not by rules decision. Rule, the, the, it would no. be Tepper and maybe Fender overriding Matt Rule. Say, so here's what we're yeah. going to do. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, if they do that, I can see I can see Tep, uh, Fender or Matt Rule finding his way out. I really yeah, and I, I think uh, what Drew said and what some of you guys said earlier remain true, that Matt Rule had his chance to call shots on who the quarterback was. Or maybe it was Marty Herney at first with Teddy Bridgewater. Then maybe it was Matt Rule and Phil Snow with Sam Darnold. Uh, I think that if David Tepper has his druthers, he's not going to let anybody else other than him have the say-so on who the quarterback is going forward. So, yeah, let's get back to this football game. Nick, if you're still there with me, man, uh, what what do you you think about this uh, Atlanta-Carolina game? Who are you picking, and uh, by how much? Well, before I get into that, one thing I, w- I do want to say about the whole Deshaun Watson thing, because sure, I've been kind of quiet on it. Um, please. Look, I judge how somebody is whenever it comes to the legal issues with how they respond to it. And according to what I've heard from you, and granted I haven't done much homework on it at all, just because I feel like the cost for him is too high, Um you've told me that he wants to come out and he wants to tell his side of the story. Now, True. someone who's guilty does not want to do that. They just want to put it behind them as fast as possible, unless they're a truly sick person. Um, so with him wanting to come out and tell his side of the story, I kind of just want to see how that one plays out. On top of it, this season, it's essentially a lost cause. The amount of pieces that we would have I'm talking about if we were to get Deshaun Watson. The amount of pieces that we would have to give up would include 
starting players that we desperately need right now to perform. So if we were to get Deshaun Watson, our defense would not nearly be as good as it is now. Okay, that would put us that would put us further behind in the future. If we waited until the offseason to revisit it, Deshaun Watson's price goes down because he it knocks a year off of his contract. And we you know, might so have a better draft pick to give up. The, and that is also true, you know. And I still think that the cost is going to be more than what it's worth. But yeah. you know, you got to also remember too, we have to convince him to come here. And if we're trading away the the players that make us good, he's not going to want to come here, especially not behind our O line. Yeah. So that's just yep. my two cents on that. But uh, yeah, as man. far as as Go far ahead. as for this Atlanta game. I'm thinking it's probably going to be 24 to 17 Atlanta. I think I think we're going to be like one touchdown down and I think that if we go into the third quarter without having at least 14 or you know if we go into the fourth quarter without having at least 14 points on the board I think PJ comes in. Yeah. And t- Tony asked a good question. Is Sam Darnold going to get benched again? <sighs> I, 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 I'm not going to say no. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I say that for a reason because if, 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 if you bench Sam again, fans will ask questions. They always do. But when is Tepper going to knock on Ruth's door and say, it's two weeks in a row, dude? Yeah, you need to bring in another quarterback. Before and he said he wants to see improvement. He wants to see exactly. improvement. I mean, it's I, yeah. I, I'm going to hinder on no because rules not stupid. Rules going to see that, and rules going to remember that. And he benched him last week, and it didn't do good. So what you think you're going to do good now? <laughs> yeah, but, hey, I want to make I want to make a prediction real quick. It, okay, so the the game is on. Halloween, October 31st. That's when we play. If we lose, I, I'm going to call this now. If we lose to Atlanta and we have another piss poor performance on offense, I think we're going to trade for Deshaun. Like I'm calling it. That's my official prediction. If, if we lose to Atlanta and have another embarrassing performance, like Kenneth is predicting, not even a touchdown. Oh, we're going to get to Sean. Uh, yeah, we're going what, to get to what? Sean. And, and, and the, the final thing I'll say, and I'll pass the mic, is I, I agree is that I want to hear Deshaun's tale. I want to hear his side of the story. And and by the way, I'm I'm 100%. I, I think I could hear Deshaun and hear him and be like, mm, yeah, that sounds like bullshit, bro. Like we, all, we can all pick up on bullshit when, when somebody's just trying to save their ass or Oh, dude, do we trying to say they're all consensual? Like, I'm not waiting to hear what Deshaun says just so I can agree with him. I do think, however, that he does deserve to at least have his side of the story told if he remains adamant that he is not the, you know, predator pervert that he's been made out to be. And I do think that's fair because that's not an endorsement for Deshaun. Either. That's just saying I want to hear what he has to say for himself. And look, look at the at, at the end of the day, anybody can get put into any legal position whatsoever out there. 
all it really takes is someone to say that you did something and if it's bad enough that you can get arrested for it there doesn't necessarily have to be any real evidence for it you know so at the end of the day if you're in Deshaun's shoes and someone was accusing you of something wouldn't you want to be able to tell your side of the story before everybody and their mother made their preemptive notions if you man if you maintain your innocence throughout the whole process then yeah what you know sure um brad did you make your did you did you make your prediction yet for uh no uh yeah go ahead man what what, what are you uh what are you thinking about this game i think it's going to be 33 to 10 atlanta um i i think it's going to be a blowout to be honest oh man i damn we're all picking the falcons dude what a turn of and 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 kind of side with kenneth i think that the only touchdown we're going to score is on a matt ryan pick six i really do damn you hate to see it man you hate to see it dude that's that's a rough one kevin are you in agreement man like is this a is this unanimous dude are we all on this panthers podcast right now picking the falcons to beat us man I got Atlanta winning 17 to 5. We get a safety. Oh, <laughs> dude, another <laughs> fucking guy. crazy performance with no touchdown, a field yeah. goal, and a safety. Yep. Damn, I do want to I do want to take this moment to point out that last week when I left, I said there would be a safety. I said it. <laughs> you did. You did. And I remember you said that to me on Twitter too. So Hey, kudos to Brad. You asked, you absolutely called your shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you did your thing. Um, but damn, dude, so we're all picking. Uh, I'm not gonna pick them to win until they win a game. Hey, dude, let's hope that yeah. maybe we jinx ourselves into winning. There we go. <laughs> like That'd maybe nice. we all, just, you know, maybe we jinx ourselves into into actually doing I, this too. I, I want to. I mean, if I'm with the out money. Yeah, go ahead. One more short thing. David Tepper's been here before. David Tepper was a minority owner both times Ben Roethlisberger was accused of rape. Yeah. Oh, true. Maybe, I, maybe I, that's a good point. I heard of that on the radio, and I forgot all about it. But that is true. Uh, so maybe, maybe David Tepper from from experience has has a mindset of let this play out. He's an NFL football player with a lot of money to defend himself. No, and, ulti- and, and ultimately, Ben Roethlisberger is still playing football. And, yeah, that's a good point. Ago, though. There's, well, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of, of uh, retribution on the Steelers for that. Granted, granted, Ben had a six-game suspension. You get well, Ben I, uh, suspended a year. He was suspended six games. Yeah, it is different times, though, as as Kevin said. So. We will see what happens, man. Um, dude, well, then, I, I just, I just hate that we're all having to, having to pick Atlanta, man. That this team started so hot, and none of us really even care that Stephon Gilmore. We're gonna see him play for the first time. Like now, we're just like Stephon. Who? Oh, you mean the guy that probably isn't gonna be here next year? Like, yeah, yeah we're we're all we're all ready to that point. Yeah, we're gonna get a fifth round pick out of it, <sighs> dude. It's. It's crazy. Hey, we man. we either get Stefan Gilmore or we get a fifth round pick. I'm not upset with either one. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Especially when you need picks. So uh, I mean, you have guys like like guys like Trey Smith drop into the sixth round. 
Uh, well, we probably we, still wouldn't even pick the guy that we need. We'll, to we'll pick. pick a long snapper. Yeah, we'll take no. We'll take another field goal kicker. Um, uh, we need. But that, yeah, so. man, listen. Um, oh, Nick, you had something you wanted to show before before we got I, out. I of do. Here. I do. You know, with Halloween week coming up, Cody. Yeah, I feel man. like it's only right that we salute one of our old quarterbacks. An all-time his... favorite costume. Yeah, <laughs> you know, his natural self. So, oh, Tanisha, bro. Look at just remember, by the way. <laughs> any of you guys out there that want to go dressed as a woman for Halloween, just say that you're Tanisha Bridgewater. There you go. Bro, he got the eyeshadow oh, on, the <laughs> lip gloss. <laughs> You got to wear the double gloves, though. If you go there are some of us game. men are too ugly to dress like a woman anyway. You're <laughs> an ugly man, much less ugly woman. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'd make a beautiful woman. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> you think somebody helped him with I mean, the makeup or he did it all? Oh, I think that was all him. <laughs> so apparently he did this for like some classroom project or some shit. Dude, but you know what I, I, I you know, listen, you know what I equated this to? Y'all remember that picture that was going around of Matt Ryan wearing a bra? Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, it's a Photoshop, it's a Photoshop. But dude, in my heart of hearts, that's a real fucking picture, bro. I don't care what oh, God, anyone yeah. has to say. The Atlanta Falcons quarterback wears lingerie in his spare time, dude. And I'm not here to judge it. I'm just saying it's the truth. And Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Every full moon, Teddy Bridgewater turns into Teddy. (laughs) In his minivan. Can't forget about his minivan. Yeah, he needs to come out in a game for the Denver Broncos dressed like that. That would be oh, that'd be wonderful. Oh my god! And do it this Sunday. Yeah, do it yeah, this Sunday yeah, for well, Halloween, yeah, man. Exactly. That that's what he needs to do. One hundred percent. Oh, dude. But listen, gentlemen, thank Brad, you, you so much for joining, man. Um, this has been another edition of the Friday Free for All. And man, I appreciate you all for hanging out once again, dude. You know we're here every Friday at seven p.m. Man, this is your Panthers channel to come in. This is for the fans by the fans, man. So. We appreciate everybody being here, man. Kenneth, Panther Rule, man. Tell them where they can find you online, brother. Uh, at, you can find me on Twitter at Panther Pickle. Uh, that's Panther the best Pickle. place to get a hold of me. I'm always hey, there. Man. You have a good Twitter account, man. You post some uh, some good takes on, uh, on, on on that Twitter account you got, man. So keep up the good work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad, my, uh, my favorite Matt Rule hater. None of us even blame you at this point. Um, yes. Yeah, man. Uh, tell, tell them where they can find you, bro. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Bayleal. Um, I'm also on Twitch at Bayleal. Nice, man. Check out Bayleal. Kevin Boschelvin. Um, Dude, uh, if my Clemson Tigers lose to FSU, um, <laughs> please don't message me. Don't, okay. th- don't, don't think about me. Don't tag me in any post. Just forget that I exist, okay? Deal. Don't worry, Kev. I will. There you go. Damn it, dude. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> Kevin, tell them where they can find you, bro. Uh, you can find me at kbosh89 on Twitter, which I've learned is there's a lot of dicks on there. 
Yeah. You knew uh, that. Apparently there are. are. A whole bunch of them. I can give you the Twitter handle of some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mine better not be a part of them, Kenneth. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, all right, Kevin, Kevin Blash, uh, check out KBlash89 on Twitter. Uh, my man Nick, he's been here for every single Friday free-for-all, man. I appreciate you once again for joining me, brother. He might be bringing me some some beer here soon. Oh, shit. You know I'm down you know for it. a good time, bro. Hey, man, tell them where they can find you on Twitter, bro. Well, I'm not really on Twitter all that much. I do have a handle. I'm not really on. You can catch me on Instagram under Monty Monty's Motorsports. Um, I'm also on Facebook too, uh, Nick Montero. So feel free to add me on either one. Down, always down to talk about anything, cars, football, movies, you name it. I'm down. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, everybody, this has been another edition of the Friday Free for All. I appreciate you all for joining me. Um, tune in next uh, this Sunday for the Panthers post game show. Uh, we will be your uh, weekly therapy session for when the Panthers ultimately disappoint you and drop a game to our most hated division rival, the Atlanta Falcons. I will we will be here for you on the C3 post game show. We'll be back every Friday at 7 p.m. for another edition of the Friday Free for All. Gentlemen, I appreciate you all for hanging out and joining me. Um, and yeah, we've even got a closing bumper today, y'all. So I appreciate you, everybody. Keep pounding. Keep hope. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.